You know, that's right. Just doing the Lord's marks work. are right off for sure. Yeah, Brad, uh, the first act had a lot of drug problems, so like, oh, oh yeah. maybe we can get back later. I don't know. Randy yeah. was the great white hope, as far as like, yeah, oh, are we gonna get another tool man? But no, he was too intellectual, Matt. He, he was wanted to be a... intellectual pursuits. He didn't want to deal with tools. He wanted to deal with his mind. He the was tools a tool. of his mind. He wanted to be a, a fucking dork. Wanted to be a newspaper writer. Wonder how that turned out oh, for him. I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, and my dad wants to build a cool hot rod, and I'm not into that. Yeah. Like whatever. If you want to be like on the fucking defensive line of the Detroit Lions, I I get it. I yeah. get it. And maybe that's not going to work out for you, but like, oh, I want to be a smart, two. smart dork. Like, yeah. fucking no, thank you. Your dad's already building you a hot rod. Like, just get get straight into that, man. What's your problem? Yeah. I I think uh, I Jill? think Tom. Can, can we blame Jill? Oh, absolutely. So he's trying to institute so much dumb feminism into her man babies. Like, I whoa, feel. What was she thinking? I feel You're like not raising daughters, Jill. No. I feel like Tommy from Third Rock could have beat up Randy, and also Tommy was much prettier. Are we? We're talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a tiny, long-haired boy. I don't think anybody ever called French Stewart pretty. So yes, you're not running in the same circles I am. Oh, oh, my mistake. Yeah, grew up with pictures of French Stewart on my on my wall as a teen, just tacked yeah. in there. Just and that furry about him left and right. Furry Cody wore. And uh, on that show. John Lithgow is. Daddy. Yeah, big daddy. You <laughs> always call Lithgow that. People are calling people daddy these days. So yeah. I mean, I'm into that for sure. Yeah, I exclusively reserve that title for John Lithgow. Pew, pow, pow. And all of his works. Because we're way into Footloose here. And we're also way into action movies, Matt. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you throw our intro out here as an as an action movie podcast? Hey losers. Oh, grab your ankles. Perfect. That's exactly how I wanted to do it. Yeah, no problem. Kiss your ass goodbye. It's a action shoot 'em up, bang 'em up, knock 'em up, drag 'em down. At least toss it around, drink it up. Last week maybe not so much. Action extravaganza. Next week we can't promise anything. No. One week at a time.
Mm-hmm. Like lay off my nards, man. You know, like <laughs> come sick on. Of people being on my nards. People are always on my nards, and I'm always like, bro, it's an action. My nards can only podcast. take so much, bro. It's baby oil and blow. Oh wow. You know, I am one half of your hosts. Oh yeah. I go. am Matt O. Mm-hmm. With me as always. Mm-hmm. Ooh, who you want to be this week? You can be boop 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 boop. boop. You can be the big giant head to my dick Solomon. You are Nate Adams. Ahoy hoy, everybody. And you may be noticing, hey, we were supposed to put this episode out like a week ago. Yeah. Or like maybe like a week and a half ago or something. Yeah, get or off whatever. our nerves. Like, we don't know about it. Like, maybe, like, we had a thing that pushed it back a little bit. And we had another thing yeah. that sort of canceled that thing that pushed it back a little bit. And we've been really bad about all this shit and whatever. Right. Like, are you, are you fucking writing off on paychecks to pay us to do this shit? No, yeah. you're not. So. Yeah, get a life. Yeah, so we, I guess we just, we've been negligent on all our responsibilities and whatnot. And we know that there's people out there who need to be plugged into the action movie world. They need to be hearing about action movies and, and we've let them down. And look, that's why this week, I mean, we've, we've done like two or three extra lines of cocaine. Yeah. Right. Before we did this, because yeah. this is going to be the extra special episode. Whereas like, we need to be zooted to, to really give somebody something special this time I, around. I think the kids know out there that, we're the podcast that'll mm-hmm. one day, you know, leave you for a second to go get a pack of cigarettes. Sure, that's and, right. Yeah. Well, they ever coming back? That's half of the fucking delight yeah. of uh, listening to this thing. We don't know. Probably yeah. not. They got a lot of scumbag shit going on. It seems. I'm, right. I don't know if they were coming around. No. Probably not. Probably. I'm gonna have not. to fend for myself at this point yeah. forward. Best case scenario, one of us joins a gang. I don't know. I'm pretty old to be joining a gang at this point. Do they have? They just, unless I'm joining the Wild Hogs, Matt. I yeah. Don't, I don't know what yeah. sort of gang I'd be joining, but I'd say like also totally willing yeah. to join the Wild Hogs if uh, Tim Allen and uh, whoever Mar- else was in the uh, Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence for sure, John Travolta, movie. Travolta, and who is our oh, fourth? God. There was. Is Tommy Lee Jones in that movie? No, no. Because he's uh, wildly older than those people, but I still feel like, yeah. uh, heavens yeah. to Betsy, like, at Wild that point, Hulk. everybody was degrading themselves to be in, like, disgusting movies about, like, hey, we're not going to put you in real movies anymore, Hollywood actors of no. a certain age, but if you're willing to be in disgusting uh, movies about old people, like... William uh, H. Macy. We'll, we'll fucking we'll piss all over your face. Oscar yeah. winner William H. H. Macy. Macy's, yeah. I assume winner. Like he should be at this point if he's not. I don't pay yeah. attention to the Oscars. That's a good but question. if that guy doesn't have an Oscar, like yeah. look yourself in the face, Oscars, and be embarrassed yeah. about what are you sticking what, around for? What you fucking are. Yeah, what are you doing if you're not giving William H. Macy's all the Oscars? I don't know. Fucking jerking each other off backstage after like 30 years right. of mediocre careers and just. No. just ugh, ugh. Either way, Matt, it's yeah. a it's a it's a new month. We're we're a couple weeks into a new month, but you know Are we? we're into a new month. It doesn't matter. Uh, we've got a new theme going on. Wake we're, me up when September ends. We're lashing bro. on to that fucking shit they do in Europe every oh. every year this time of year where they do that just for laughs festival where they get a bunch of comedians together and they put red noses on and they're like, we're raising money for uh fucking you know shit to help sick people or whatever. 
And but to, we don't. We, we we're no. not going to raise money because we don't. No, nobody who listens to this is going to give anybody money. We've got we've got no fucking uh you know. We've got no dukes. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. You guys we, are we all got, scumbags. We know we that. We got no fucking dukes, man. We're just going to do it anyways. Yeah, we're going to do jokes anyways. Yeah. So just for laughs all month long, we're That's, doing action comedies. Yeah. Our first, uh, our first one's coming foray. up right here. Our first foray into it is a big one. Yeah, big to honor comedy really like. and 9-11. We're doing 9-11 with Let's Nick Cage. into it. The right? rundown this week is no? brought to us not by Nick Cage oh. or 9-11. Let's say it's brought to us by uh, uh, HBO Max oh, and yeah. how they have all of the episodes of The Wire on their service because Michael K. Williams died. Yeah. Rest in peace, Omar Little. Omar. Who he played. The greatest, I'm going to say, greatest TV character of all time. Ooh, I think maybe just edging uh, out George Costanza a little bit. Or you put an Al Swearinger in two, there. One or two. Oh, Al Swearinger. He's one of my favorites. In my top somewhere. Yeah. But I got to say, like, George Costanza, uh, Omar Little, probably Mo Sislak, the bartender, oh, somewhere around my top three. All these fair. people. Yeah. Check it out. Rest in peace, that guy. I guess he did a bunch of drugs and died. Who's to blame him? Things have been bad recently. Who's not doing a bunch of drugs right now and probably going to be dead in their apartment soon? Yeah, you right. Know? No judgment here. Yeah, he was a backup singer Loved and dancer work. for Madonna until also, his face got slashed. Wow, that's you can't dance anymore when your face gets slashed? That's mm, they didn't want him on tours because of that scar. Pretty man can move his body. Great actor. This month we're talking about comedies. (laughs) (laughs) Get a laughs here. Our first movie of the month is a movie from 1986 called Big Trouble in Little China. Mm -hmm. Rundown. This is a film with a runtime of 99 minutes. That's nice. They didn't overstay their welcome. This is a film with a budget of somewhere between like uh, $20, $25 million. Somewhere around there. Like They gave him a modest budget because this is a guy that made Halloween. This this was a big hit. This This is a guy who made The Fog, which was kind of boring, but people still went and saw it. Johnny Carpenter's last uh, big studio release. This is a guy who... Only brought back a gross of $11.1 million from this film. Oh, no. Didn't really enjoy making for it, it for a studio, and yeah. they didn't really enjoy losing money on this, so this mm. is maybe the last time John Carpenter makes money for a studio is what we're looking at right here. Yeah, directly. This is a film that has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 74% positive. Should be which, better. Yeah, uh, I think that's a little bit... You know, like leaning towards well, I think at leaning towards the positive because I think this is people after the fact, after many years, putting like, oh, we like John Carpenter now, so we're gonna throw our positive reviews on top of this shit. When it came out, I think uh, the critics were 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 more negative on this. If you get like a at the moment of its release Rotten Tomato score, which yeah. didn't exist at the time, I think it's way way lower than this, mm. which made John Carpenter be like, huh. I hate making movies. I hate Hollywood. Yeah. I hate the fucking intellectual elite of the West Coast. I think I'm just going to lean into playing like uh, Assassin's Creed video games and yeah. getting high and maybe that's pretty cool. touring with my fucking synthesizer once every four years and trying to make some money off that just so I have weed money. Yeah. Which seems to be where he is right now. He's in a good an amazing place. place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to be able to be at that fucking place. Don't have to do my real job anymore, like because yeah. I got fucked over and over again. So I was just like, all right, Bleh. fuck working for real. I'm just gonna do fucking nothing anymore. Like if I 
had like one and a half to two Hollywood hits under oh, my belt, sure, sure. I'd probably do the yeah. same. If you were like a third build in a men at work, I feel like oh, the right? Estevez brothers movie, yeah. other than like uh, Keith David, David yeah. Keith, whichever one he is. Right. Uh, I feel like right now you'd still be like at comic book conventions, just right. sitting behind like a table. Just Cash like, and checks. I'll, I'll sign your autographs. Whatever just you want. Eight bucks, eight bucks a pop. Yeah. I was in that movie with the, those two white guys. Just as soon as this convention's over, get off my nards. Yeah, no problem. Because after this, I have to go to the bar. Like, I can't yeah. do it. Ugh. What? There's specific timelines. I'm signing from this to this. Like, yeah. Ugh. Get out of here. Get out of here after this. Fucking losers. Director of this film. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, you know, we've alluded it. to we've it. Alluded to it. It's John Carpenter, perhaps the greatest director of all time. Yes, certainly in talks for the greatest horror movie director mm-hmm. of all time. This guy's this guy's top notch. We've already talked about his Escape from New York. When uh-huh. we were talking about, uh, you know, Escape in New York. Escape from New York. Are We've we talked about his They Live before we were in yeah. an action movie podcast. Yeah. And we were just talking about Roddy Piper movies. That's yeah. the thing we did. We've we've been talking about a lot. We're going to continue talking about him. Because, Lord, he's got a lot of bangers. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of bangers under his belt. He sure do. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the stars of this movie? Always. This is... Try to stop <laughs> me. <laughs> you ever heard of a guy named Kurt Russell? In passing. Yeah, he's in this yeah. movie as, as Jack Burton, uh, an American truck driver. Oh, he's yeah. From America. Yeah. He likes, yeah. likes American things. Hell of a place. This guy got his uh, start as a child actor in Disney shit like the computer wore tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became an icon playing characters like Mick Reedy and Snake Plissken and other John Carpenter movies. Yeah. We also talked about him in uh, a big Baby Oil Blow episode that I knew everybody loved. Our Tango and Cash episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talked about him a lot there. He He's turned, a fucking legend, man. He turned down the role of Connor McCloud to be in this movie. He was going to be not just a... Uh, an immortal, but the immortal, in order to be Jack Burton here. Allegedly. Wow, this is this is an immortal role. So I think he chose yeah. well. Uh, people who made different choices uh, oh. didn't become gigantic stars. Kim the rest Cattrall. of our cast. The rest of our cast. Uh, first off, Dennis Dunn in this movie is Wang Chi. Yeah. Jack Burton's best friend. A lot of Or fun just one of his friends. I don't know. We really don't know much about the life of Jack Burton. No. Either way, uh, he kind of reminds me of an Asian Milo Ventimiglia. That guy from fucking like uh, Heroes. He's got that like thin face, that too thin face. Oh, okay. He was going to be famous for a second. But this oh. guy played uh, Walter in another John Carpenter flick, Prince of Darkness, oh, which yeah. came out after anybody cared about John yeah. Carpenter anymore, so maybe you don't know about that. Was but, that uh, Alive Studios so, or whatever? Yeah, I don't know, but it, it, if, if you didn't catch him in that, this guy isn't just a one-off. You also know him. Everybody knows him. I know mm. you know him as the character Captain Jarrett on mm. um, maybe just one, maybe two or three episodes of JAG. Duh. Because this podcast, we love Jag. Yeah. We love talking about Jag. Anyway, he's been on Jag. We want to mention it. We're, we're Jags. We're a couple of Jags. So if you look at the trivia on this podcast, uh, fucking. On the movie or the podcast? The movie, not the podcast. If we Is look there at trivia the, on our podcast? the trivia for the, you know, like doing the little bit of a research for this podcast, which yeah. I'll glance at the trivia. Right. If I have time, I'm yeah. not going out of my way. I don't t- t- totally not care about this podcast, yeah. but I'll do a little bit. 
I'm watching the movies. What more do you want, people? Mr. Carpenter wanted yeah. uh, Jackie Chan to play this role. Because of the success of Police Story. Yeah, that's right. In and 85. Jackie Chan's a lot of fun. He could do a lot of like, fun stuff in this movie. But the studio was like, no, that yeah. guy doesn't know English enough. It's not going to work out. Get this fucking nobody in here to do this. Yeah. Who's going to be a nobody and go on to be a nobody. Probably would have been a lot more fun if it was a two-hander with Kurt Russell and Jackie Chan yeah. rather than just Kurt Russell and a bunch of nobodies you never heard from again. Kurt Russell's all like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Speaking of nobodies, though, let's get into the rest of the cast of this movie because we're uh-huh. not talking about nobodies. We're talking about a whole cast of fucking yeah. superstars right here. Let's get jacked up for this podcast. And a director that didn't rape a bunch of women. Suits. Or boys. Yeah, as was far as boys? anybody knows. Man, who, who raped a bunch of boys? The one John who Carpenter. Ru- Rush, the, the, the Rush Hour guy. Oh, oh that loo- guy. Yeah. Oh, Brett Ratner? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah. a pervert. Little way. boy parties. I'm not sure. <laughs> Susie Pies in this movie is Meow Yin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis's fiance, Dennis Dunn's fiance, who yeah. gets kidnapped by a Chinese gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played the character of Siak Wan in the Burt Reynolds movie Sharky's Machine, Ooh. which I think is a stay tuned. We're probably going to be Watch talking out, about that on this podcast someday. Uh, she was also the Vietnam prostitute in uh, First Blood, mm. which we definitely talked about. That was a brief little scene, though. Yeah. Also, uh, deep, deep into my heart, she played the character of Mrs. Lee on an episode of The Cosby Show, which oh. people are trying to erase from my memory, but I'm never going to forget about The Cosby Show. Yeah. Just because the guy who was named after is also another rapist. Allegedly. He got out of jail. Allegedly he by was let go. three dozen, four dozen women. Uh, Wouldn't he be in jail right now? Either way, there's a lot of other people that worked on that show that are not people who gave people doses of knockout liquor and then raped them while they were unconscious, and their work should be respected. And also, it's something I grew up on. I'm going to cry a lot about it because it meant so much to me. Nate loves Raven Simone, damn it. Cosby Show. Uh, My friends are friends. We don't care about colors. A new generation with respect for one another. Yeah. That was a Raven Simone song. And, uh, <clears throat> that was a uh, Elvin. <clears throat> Kim Cattrall is in this movie. You ever heard of her? Yeah. Elvin. 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 Yeah. Elvin. Elvin. Gracie Law, she's playing. Yeah. She's an annoying blonde lady mm-hmm. who is friends with Dennis's fiance. Yeah. And it seems Kinda. to be like uh, investigating a thing for a story. But isn't Not uh, really. a news lady because yeah. she has a friend who's a news lady who's also in this movie. I think which she was, confuses me. I don't know who she is or what she's trying to do. She's a lawyer, and I'm pretty oh, sure a lawyer. Yeah, she was very fancy. She was hip to the whole uh, mm. human rights thing oh, before, yeah. like sure. people cared about very that. Progressive. Good for her. Before that, she was a guest star in a lot of shows in the '70s. Like, Good ones. Uh, the Incredible Great Hulk place. and Charlie's oh, Angels yeah. and stuff like that. And she went yeah. on to do like shit like uh, small roles where she was just like just just inert bodies and things mm. like mannequin Ooh, yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, she had a late career resurgence uh, in the in the nineties, playing a sex obsessed old slut yeah. in Sex in the City. A lot of people remember from that. She's she's yeah. had a long career for being just slutting somebody who never really had any sort of breakthrough moment where they actually became famous. She stuck no. around forever. Perseverance. That's, yeah, that's important when you're trying to be whether you're Hollywood. trying to win a girl or mm-hmm. start Kim Cattrall's career or start an old lawnmower. Yeah, which I spent a lot of time trying to do today. Oh yeah, you got to do something with that lawnmower. It's not starting easy anymore. Oh. I don't know. You got any tips or Tricks of the trade. Send them to 
Feedback at babyrollandblow.com. Yeah. How can I get an old lawnmower started easier? Yeah, you got to drain them fluids. Speaking of old lawnmowers. Might be new spark plugs. James Hong is in this film. Yeah. He's David Lopan. He's uh, the leader of the Three Storms, a bunch of fucking ninja warriors from China. Yeah. Uh, he's a fucking legend. He's been acting since the 50s. He's still doing shit today. He He's was in everything. Snotty in Revenge of the Nerds Part Two. Mm. He was Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World Part yeah. Two. He said the the word Cartwright a bunch in an early episode of Seinfeld. Cartwright. That's right. He was a bad guy in The Perfect Weapon, which I know you love. With Jeff Steven. Also, we saw him as Quan in Tango and Cash. We've talked about him already. So this is his appearance on this podcast. Uh, speaking of people named uh, Hong, yeah. a slight uh, little pivot, we'll talk to somebody named Wong now. Yeah. Carter Wong. He's in this movie alongside Peter Kwong mm-hmm. and also James Pax. These are mm-hmm. three guys who are playing Thunder, Rain, and Lightning. You the three powerful Thunder fighters with ninja powers called the Three Storms in this movie. They're stuntman type dudes who are doing a lot of work on things as glamorous as Rambo 3, uh, Gleaming the Cube, also Invasion USA. So these guys were getting a lot of work here. Heavy hitters. Yeah, heavy hitters at the time. Coming up the rear, I'd like to speak about one more guy. You know who we're talking about? Going back to that Wong fucking tip here. We're talking about the ultimate Wong in Hollywood. Victor Wong, who's playing Egg Shen in this movie. Yeah. He's a magician and a San Francisco Chinatown tour bus driver. And a bit of a San Francisco treat. That's true. He's a real treat. We saw him as Walter in Tremors. We've uh-huh. talked about him. He was the grandpa in all the Three Ninjas movies. All of them. High Noon at Mega Mountain and the one past that and mm-hmm. all through past that. All of them. Until Jim yeah. Varney died probably and they stopped making them. Um, mm. Also, he played uh, a character named Mr. Wong. His his real name yeah. in the mid '90s erotic thriller Jade. Ooh, with David which, Caruso. Yeah, David Caruso, and we're probably gonna have to do a '90s erotic thriller month at some point. Yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about Linda Fiorentino's Bush probably a lot for like an entire month at some point. But that's not this month yet. We're still in action comedies month, just for laughs. Let's get yeah. into the tagline of this movie we're talking about right now, Matt. Okay. Tagline is: Adventure doesn't come any bigger. Oh. Which, weird tagline for a movie with a pretty low budget. Like, they didn't spend a lot of money on this fucking movie. Yeah. This is still John Carpenter doing his thing he does where he, he, he doesn't spend much movie to try to make something seem, like, big and, and flashy and fancy. Like, eh, eh. No, he just kind of does his thing. But, 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 this is when it's all going to come together. We're going oh. to get into the plot synopsis right here. And you're okay. like, I can see why they made this movie now. This is, I get this it. has got a fucking plot synopsis you could pitch to any executive just in an elevator. And then you'd be like, I'll give you, I'll give you millions of dollars to make this movie. That's, any that's an instant suit. hit. An instant hit. Let's get into it. <laughs> ah. When trucker Jack Burton agreed to take his friend, Wang Chi to pick up his fiance at the airport. Everybody he never expected to get involved in a supernatural battle between good and evil. Wang's fiance has emerald green eyes, oh. which makes her a perfect target for immortal sorcerer Lopan. What? And his three invincible cronies. 
Lopan must marry a girl with green eyes so he can regain his physical form. It's that old classic story everybody can relate to. Yeah. It's the movie we're talking about. That's the end of the fucking the rundown. We're getting to our bullet points right now of Big Trouble in Little China. That's nice, yeah. Yeah, this is the part of the podcast where we pew, dig pew, into pew. our notes and we talk about all the things that stood out to us while we were watching this film. What is the first thing that stood out to you when you were sitting down to watch Big Trouble in Little China this time around? I gotta assume this wasn't a first watch for you. Ah, uh, no. Nowhere close, Nate. Uh, first first glance, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a tour bus, a bus for tourists. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Good thing for them to be on. Yeah, you don't want them to get like hustled onto any sort of like school bus and no, not not knowing where they're getting dropped off. They'd be very confused. Tour bus. Kids wouldn't get home. It'd be a disaster. Bus for tourists. Uh, Egg Shen is, is yeah. a tour bus driver, and he's being grilled by some sort of defense attorney. Uh, <laughs> This this is this is a pretty inert way to open a, a movie yeah. that's this fucking insane, in my opinion. Just like, uh, oh, uh, how about we open a movie with an old Asian man in a chair and like a static camera and him getting yeah. questioned? No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you is, is what I was thinking here. This is what the studios wanted Carpenter to do. Carpenter just wanted to open it on old Jack too. Burton. Like, we've got we've got a real opening for a movie coming up after this. It's uh, En Media Res, which is a, uh industry term for open it up awesome, is what that means. Yeah, like, it's Latin for that. You're not going to have some fucking old guy sitting down talking about Chinese magic and whatever. You trying can. Trying to like, settle people into a, a movie that's very confusing already. Throw them into the confusion. Just head first. So what should have been our first fucking uh, scene if, it, if the studios didn't make John Carpenter film a dumb scene with an old Asian guy sitting down answering questions? Yeah. Old Jack Burton, the old Pork Chop Express. Jack Burton. Fucking, uh, fucking semi-driver on a CB radio, oh. just talking trash into the mic. Just, just romantic. Working out his promo skills. Jack Burton, played by Kurt Russell. Yeah. A, a legend uh, of talking and being awesome. Yep. Uh, who's who's listening to this? Doesn't matter. We don't know. Seems like probably nobody. Could be. He's probably in a frequency that everybody else has turned off of because he's just speaking gibberish. Yeah. And delivering a bunch of uh, life lessons, life hacks, I guess you call himself. them these days. To yeah. People put these things on the internet and nobody listens to them and call them life hacks. Yep. Back in the early 80s, you had to just speak these things into a CV radio and yeah. nobody would listen to them and you called them your life hacks. He's Except monologuing about 12-year-old old, kids in their he's, rooms. He's basically doing, um, you know, I looked at all the trivia and I didn't hear anything about this. Mm-hmm. He's basically just doing a John Wayne impression. Yeah. Like a really broad John Wayne impression throughout this entire movie. Yeah. As his Jack Burton character. Mm-hmm. Which is silly, but works because this is a silly movie. Yeah. Is this the first action movie he did? Like, uh, oh, if I can no. escape from New York before yeah. this. He already did uh, his Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I was going to say, he was doing Clint Eastwood. He was doing a fucking very broad Clint Eastwood impression in that one. Right. This one, he's doing a very broad... Ju- uh. It seems like somebody who is taking this sort of a rock-dumb approach to all of his uh, starring roles in action movies wouldn't have had a future action movie career, but I guess when all your collaborations with their director as good as John Carpenter, yeah. like, 
doesn't matter. You're still gonna you're still gonna keep moving forward anyways. It was his Henry Fonda like performance in uh Captain Ron that really won mm, him over with mm, American that's audiences. Right. Yeah, finally something that was uh Truly, uh, in the wheelhouse of old school Hollywood uh, yeah. fans, they were just like, "Now, we'll, now we will accept this." Now, Anjanou, who started off as a, a a child star, as far as I was concerned, yeah, in, in those Disney things, I we saw I film. saw that episode of Gilligan's Island that he was on. Oh, what you are know? you doing that one? Is that the one where they got magic carrots that made them see very far? No, they just uh, I think the Harlem Globetrotters were the guests on that one. Kind of found him on the island as like a Tarzan boy. Oh, sure, sure. And uh, next episode, he's not around anymore. Nope. Uh, the skipper ate him. Probably that, that fat fuck. Yeah, I mean he wasn't losing weight. So yeah, Egg Shannon in the prologue is just like, oh, you don't believe in magic? Look at yeah. my electro hands. I've got electro hands. So we're just like, mm, I guess there's magic in this movie. And then Jack Burton's like, here I am talking about crazy bullshit. Yeah. I'm just a white guy. I don't believe in any of this fucking crazy Asian magic shit. But behind me is a pretty driving John Carpenter synth score. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very serious. If I was the studio, mm-hmm. I would have been like, John Carpenter, you need to get rid of that uh, synth soundtrack. Oh, wow. And we're just going to. like that decision. At we're all. just going to play the hit song, Do You Believe in Magic? And then over and it'll over bleed again? over into your scene opening up, and then it'll like play on the radio like Probably you're listening to it in the truck. It costs a lot of money, but people love that. Thematically, it's very good. I think, if anything, probably the the soundtrack of this movie is on on fucking vinyl over the course of the years has probably made more money than this movie, <laughs> as as it turns out. In the theaters, so, sure, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, this is this is probably a great idea to make John Carpenter make his own scores here because Jack Burton he uh he's driving into Chinatown, yeah, and he's. He's gambling with all the Asian folks. Has there. he paid his dues? Well, the check's in the mail yeah. is what we learned. He's got a lot of catchphrases here. Not a lot of context for any of the check phrases. Don't need them. Yeah, don't need them. Don't need them. Just, it's just things old Jack Burton the says. I can say things with enough confidence beyond his voice. Yeah. You don't need them to make sense. Like the, the Undertaker proved that in the world of pro wrestling for years. Yeah, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. That was his whole career. This guy's whole career, Jacob Burton, seems to be uh, gambling with Asian people. Which is cool. If you know any Asian people, especially the elderly in the community, yeah. they are addicted to gambling. Right. So if you're going to try to fleece anybody out of their entire life savings by gambling with them, old Asian people are the fucking people to get in with. Good target. Jack Burton seems to know what's going on. He knows. Who wouldn't you know fucking... He wins a lot of money here. Yeah. And uh, we learned that one of the people that's gambling against is his good friend Wang Chi. Playing a little Fantan. Playing, yeah, what's that? Is, little Fantan. Is that one of those orange sodas with the dancing girls? Is, Don't you wanna? Oh, yeah. Fantan, <laughs> Fantan. Oh, yeah, that stuff's great. Uh, but Wang Chi's like, mm, you know what? I lost a lot of money, Jack Burton, but yeah. we're going to have to go somewhere else for me to get it. Yeah. If you're watching like a, a a gangster movie right now, you know like somebody's getting whacked. Right, this is going on. This is serious. Like, no, you don't leave the fucking scene of the crime when you've mm. won money gambling. But this is a crazy action comedy. We're in a comedy month, so yeah, nothing that dark happens Mm-mm. here. They get in Jack Burton's truck, and they're just like, "All right, let's go pick up your fiance at the airport, and then you can pay me all the money afterwards." Yeah, that's fine. They get to the airport. 
Yeah, after driving and hearing more of John Carpenter's driving like a, a fucking synth score, which is like, we're, we're driving a fucking semi, and it's awesome, and it's awesome. I wrote a lot down of that like, kind of stuff. I wrote down, like, are any of John Carpenter's movies actually good? Or are they just all really great scores so when you're watching them, you yeah. think that they're good? Because I think they might be 90% music, these movies, Matt. He really gets... They might be 90% music. He really gets the hairs on the back of your neck standing with those weird synth noises. Yeah, he, he really does. He really does. Yeah. Um, nothing or double is, is just what his, his friend keeps saying. Yeah. Says that before he loses. Right. That's that's some racist shit going on here where he, he doesn't know how to say real American phrases. Well... He, the kid... The actor and the character both clearly speak uh, perfect American English. Again, should have gotten Jackie Chan. I've heard that uh, John Carpenter rewrote the script of this movie in order to take things that were offensive to Chinese Americans out of it. Good for him. We still have scenes where maybe the second character in this movie, second build character, is yelling things like, nothing or double, Jack, nothing or double. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is the 80s still. This sucks. He's billed as, the, or he's, yeah, kind of the second banana, but he's Which really the... makes sense if it's Jackie Chan. Yeah. It's this guy who's never showed up in anything else. Like, yeah. it's, it's weird. This guy gets so much fucking play in this movie that it's like, oh yeah, you ever see that movie with Kurt Russell and uh, uh, that, that other... This was that movie with Kurt Russell and Jackie Chan. Like, I feel like people would. Yeah. Yeah. This would be a thing that like still yeah. got played a lot. And it is a thing that still gets played a lot. Yeah. But, 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 but mm. not as could have been something yeah. else. Could have been something else. Could have been one of the big things in the 1980s. Yeah. I mean, it's only streaming on stars right now for free. Like, oh, oh, who has that? Nobody. Nobody has that. When they get to the airport, they run into Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Which is bad news all around. Right. Uh, she's like, here I am. I'm going to deliver a lot of the information in this movie about the different Chinatown gangs and what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But I'm really annoying and not a good actress. No. And they're giving me a lot of dialogue to say all in like a short amount of time. And it's like, yeah, Kim Cattrall. You've been in like porkies before that. Hell they yeah. weren't hiring you for your ability to deliver a lot of fucking dialogue quickly. Like, porkies is cool, huh? What what are you doing in this film? <laughs> looking good. She's looking pretty good. And you look at that trivia, the studio was like, yeah, she looks pretty good, but she's an idiot. So why don't you hire like Madonna or something? Yeah. She's also like a big time fucking like video star on the MTV. We need, yeah. we need some crossover potential. John Carpenter was like, no. Nah. The, the, the acting skills of a Kim Cattrall is going to push this. Ought to do through. the trick. He was wrong, and he this movie made no money, and then he was oh. never allowed to well. or cared to make another Hollywood movie again. So but I don't the know. chemistry, man. People are always like being like, oh, John Carpenter, this unsung hero who made these great movies and fucking the studio shit on him and shit on him. And I'm always thinking like, maybe if you would have listened to some of their notes and made some of his like movies after Halloween a little bit more marketable. Yeah. Maybe he could have made some money and been able to parlay that into something like cooler and bigger rather than just being like, oh, they never let me make something cooler and bigger. Yeah, he probably could have made cool. Big Trouble in Little China. This is one of the most confusing movies with almost zero marketable stars other than a just burgeoning Kurt Russell. Yeah. How do you fucking try to sell this to people? (sighs) You can't really. (laughs) You can't really. So... 
Yeah. You got to throw a Madonna or something in here. Maybe at least like a young Paula Abdul. Oh. I don't know what she was doing this year. <laughs> like, I don't know. Was she, was she even about to pop off? What, uh, 86. I don't know the timelines. Maybe. I don't know the timelines. Yeah. I think probably. I mean, she's forever your girl, so probably. Yeah, across all timelines, she's yeah. my girl. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Kim Cattrall's character is like... I'm Gracie Law. Mm -hmm. I'm not a reporter, but I seem to be doing the work of a reporter throughout most of this script, this movie. These guys at the airport are a Chinese gang you don't want to mess around with. The Lords of Death. So, yeah, they're the Lords of Death. Don't fuck with them. That's a pretty good name for a gang. They're probably here to kidnap a Chinese woman. Oh, look, there they are trying to snatch a Chinese woman. Uh, Jack Burton's like, I'm old Jack Burton, fucking a white guy. Yeah. I don't know about any of this. I don't care about any of this. I'm just going to lumber around like I'm John Wayne and get in the way of everything. I'm a foot taller than everybody. Mm -hmm. I assume you want to have sex with me because you're a woman, so I will just get in the middle of all this. Eventually, he gets in a fucking uh, one-on-one with a guy who, like... uh, What's, what he pulls out? He pulls out a sigh, I think, to battle Jack Burton. Yeah, it's some kind of blade. Kurt Russell's delirious. What?! Where'd you get that? Is yeah. hilarious. And the first bit of comedy in this movie, really, that, that hits you is like, oh, wait, this guy who is a big action star is actually a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to zone in on what this fucking movie's doing. This is a normal fucking action movie. This uh, blustery, like, uh, deep-talking guy is, is actually a fucking moron. Yeah. It's kind of funny here. So he gets totally shown up by these people. They snatch not the Chinese girl they want, but his buddy's fiance instead. Miao Yin. Miao Yin. Yeah. Which is, at this point, I'm still following the plot, Matt. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, th- they're throwing a lot of ass, but I'm like, I'm on board. Like, right. I get it. We went to the airport after he lost a bet. He's just trying to pick up his Chinese fiance. Yeah. Oops, they missed her, but they picked up somebody else. There's, there's a gang. Okay, I got it. I got it. Let's go forward. Yep. After this. Start to lose the thread pretty quickly. It starts getting pretty weird. I'll movie. walk you through it. Just let okay, me know. Good, good, yeah. good. That's that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they take... Oh, also, I, I wrote down there's a, a, a member of this gang, the Lords of Death, who has glasses on that I think are those glasses you put on when, you're, when you have to look at an eclipse. Yeah. A solar eclipse. There's those tiny slits. And I was like... This guy's the Asian equivalent of the 3D glasses guy from yeah. the gang Back to the Future. Absolutely. Which is pretty cool to me. And this is Halloween costume potential right here. Ooh. I think yeah. we could go as the Lords of Death and pull that shit off. I think so. You've got an Asian wife. Yeah. That gives us credentials where the other two of us can pull this off and not look racist. Yeah, no. It's, it's inclusion, you know? Like, hey, That's we right. support you. That's right. We're just trying to bring yeah. cultures in. and uh, Make Asia great again. So we stand Mad around God. and we're like, what's going on? Oh, God, they stole your fiance. And we, we get one of those big Jack Burton lines here. Yes. Son of a bitch must pay. Must pay. There's a lot of quotable things in here that people have been saying for a lot of years. Yeah. And this is one of them. That is one. Where do we got to go to figure out where Wang's girl went? Back to Chinatown. Oh, that's in the title, man. Yeah. We've got big trouble in little Chinatown here yeah. is, is what's going on. So we go there. Jack very handily pulls his truck into fucking the inner city and up and down a few alleys. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of very intricate semi-truck driving stunt work here. Yeah. Where he's doing a lot of tight right angle turns, which is not a thing you get in a lot of movies. Like... And it there's it's not something we needed to have in this movie, no. quite frankly. It all seems very extraneous. 
all the shots they did of people pulling down tight little Chinatown alleys in a giant semi. It's an extension, Nate. It's an extension oh. of Jack mm-hmm. Burton's character. I love this. You see, I love where you're going. He's with this. big and you know cumbersome mm-hmm. big and, and American awkward and white and just forcing his way through all this mm-hmm. little Chinatown. He doesn't understand all the cultural nuances. Of much, this, much in the way his different culture, diesel sucking crannies of ex- this little world. Exhaust he's never blowing been. pork chop express does the same, mm-hmm. man. You know, mm-hmm. the one and the same. We're looking for Asian criminal types here, and uh, who do we find in this alley? But a uh, fucking James Hong looking suspicious. Yeah, as an old man, and then. Uh, there's a funeral yeah. going through an alley. Mm-hmm. A funeral possession going through an alley. It's cool. It's the Chang Sings. Which is insane. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a movie that wants us to believe if you go to some sort of like Chinatown neighborhood or probably any other, there's mystical warrior sex having mm-hmm. uh, funeral possessions in alleyways that you can't see that eventually degenerate into like massacre bloodbath brawls mm-hmm. but it's yeah. all happening in alleys so like yeah. that's why you don't know about what's happening they're probably there, taking him past the restaurant he owned first fucking badass we see is uh character actor slash extra movie legend al long hell yeah a meat cleaver hell yeah fucking uh candy bar eating guy from die hard if that's you don't him. know him by his name fucking skullet and fu manchu mustache you know him he's in everything from the 1980s Every- he shows up God damn awesome. thing they needed a Jack bad Bruce Asian freaking man freaking out. His friend's freaking out. We have a big shootout that happens here. Yeah. Uh, shit goes nuts. Um, everybody was kung fu fighting. Everybody was kung fu fighting is yeah. basically how you can sum up what's going on here. Until uh, that old man, fucking James Song, summons three warriors from the heavens. Yes. If you've ever played Mortal Kombat, this is why. Just completely, uh, without any sort of shame, ripped off a lot of fucking iconography from this movie to create Raiden. Yep. The uh, Thunder God, because we've got the three storms here. Three wicker hat wearing, fucking Asian rice picking looking. Kung Fu warriors who all have lightning powers. The basket heads, as we all refer to them as children. I guess the basket heads, we can talk to them. Yeah. They come down and they just start fucking mowing everybody down. Oh, yeah. And fucking Jack Burton's friend is like, oh, there's good guys and there's bad guys. Like, you can't tell the difference between us because you're white and, like, fucking your eyes are stupid. But I'm telling you, man, like, uh, there's good good and evil going here. Until these guys show up, and yeah. then it's just a pure fucking massacre. It's just evil. Jack Burton freaks out, and he's like, I gotta fucking pull my semi-truck out of these narrow alleys because he's right to do so. I'm not used to anything like this. I should be on the highway. Yeah. I'm not even licensed to be down any of these roads, quite frankly. No. I can get my fucking operator's license probably taken away CDL from me. CDL just yeah. yanked right it's, out. It's gonna go. It's yeah. gonna go. Unfortunately, you, uh, in the process. Wait, what's going on? Did you watch this one as a kid? Yeah, 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 many really times, yeah. many times. Yeah, same. Throughout the course of my entire life, I've seen this a lot. Yeah, and I just remember I just the, the first time just seeing the basket heads show up in that alley oh, as a yeah. kid. It's just like, these guys, They look like something scary. I want an action figure of. It was is, is awesome and terrifying for at the sure, same time. For sure, And uh It's like when you get your first boner over fire. Kind of confusing also as a kid, because you're like, oh, this fucking white guy in this... Tank top with the big semi truck. He's probably gonna get out and fight these guys or whatever. It's gonna be cool. Uh, this character's not that though. No. He's a bumbling moron, yeah. and he's not able to fight these people. Which At all. 
is the cleverness and uh, what, what what's interesting about this movie. I see, I, see, I see you appropriately wore your Jack Burton T-shirt today, right now. Uh, oh, this is the David. Oh wait, Lopan. you got you got your Lo- David Lopan shirt yeah. right on here. Yeah, this is, yeah. So yeah, it's like a take on Burton's. Take. You want him? You want him to be that big Rambo s character that you're in? But 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 this is not that movie. This guy's uh, doesn't do a great job. He's a moron. And right, it becomes confusing to you as a kid, and you're like, mm-hmm. hmm, hmm, this is weird. I'll keep watching anyways because there's a lot of colors and a lot of lights and a lot of stuff happening all at once. I doubled down on what old Jack Burton was teaching as a child. I yeah, I found a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah, you've you've gone far with it's it. It's gotten too. me a long way. Can we talk about how he ran over Lopan on his way out of there? Uh, nope, but he oh, did. Yeah, he runs over David Lopan. Yeah, who turns out to be some sort of ancient Chinese mystic. Yeah, he's got light pouring out of his eyes and his mouth. He's, he's a magic like, man. And him and his. His his boy is like we gotta f- abandon your truck and yeah. fucking dive through some windows. And Don't like look at his eyes. I already did. Run through some alleyways and get out of here because yeah. these are these are some serious fucking mystic people. This is this shit's all got very serious. Yeah, they're hoofing it. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. hoofing it. When they cut through the the uh, the tunnels and stuff. Yeah, sure. This is where we get a glimpse of Jack Burton's classic tank top. Okay, yeah. This is this is the, the first time he's in right full here. tank top right here. He ditches the uh, drug rug. Very easy uh, Halloween costume to, yeah. to, to get on board with. If, if yeah. this year you're last minute, what am I going to do? Jack Burton, good old Jack Burton. Even right. if you don't have a semi-truck, because the semi-truck's missing for most of the movie. Right, absolutely. Just say you're looking for it. Next scene, he's fucking livid. He's on the phone. Uh, mm-hmm. They've made their way to... Back his, at Wang's. His Wang's fucking... Uh, the Black Pool. He owns a restaurant, we learn. And he's on the phone with the insurance people like, uh, my truck got stolen. This is some fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, he's being a real Karen on the phone with these people. They don't care. No. But there's an old guy who seems to know who Lopan is, the guy that they ran over. Yeah. And he's like, mmm... There's a lot of ancient Chinese shit going on here. It seems yeah. like a lot of ancient Chinese people have arrived into town. This is Wang's uncle. Serious. Also, uh, Wang's chubby uh, Maitre D. Eddie is there. Eddie Lee. He's like, I've got a lot of information on what's going on in the street because I'm a yeah. Maitre D. I talk to the dishwashers and whatnot. I know what's going on. These are the Lord of Death. They stole your truck. Eddie Lee end up in anything else? I wouldn't imagine so. He was great. I didn't research He should have been. He's got some charisma. Right. Not classically Hollywood handsome. I don't know. Classically Hollywood great, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're talking. We're hashing it out. And then somebody comes through the back door. And it's a big moment. We're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Are we going to have a big kung fu fight again? Who's it going to be? Or we just get Kim Cattrall delivering the line, don't panic. It's only me, Gracie Law. Yeah. Oh, man, this character, so annoying. This mm. movie doesn't need her at all. Mm. Here she is fucking throwing herself into it for the first time and being like a totally right grandiose about who she is. I'm annoyed. You're annoyed. I Is, is there anybody who likes Kim Cattrall in this movie? Because as far as I'm concerned, she's like Spielberg's soon-to-be wife in Temple of Doom. Uh, what, what's, what's that chick's name? Oh, uh, uh, they, they look a lot alike. Yeah. They sound a lot alike. Yeah. They both annoy the shit out of me in these fucking movies. There's a lot of 
foreign mysticism that's vaguely racist when you look back at them going on in these movies. I put Temple of Doom and uh, Big Trouble in Little China sort of in the same wheelhouse when I look back at movies that I watched when I was a kid. Okay, all right. Yeah, just, right here. Just so you're aware, Eddie Lee yeah. was uh, in Saved by the Bell, the Hawaiian vacation oh yeah one, yeah you know who could forget when they went on a hawaiian vacation yeah he played keanu in that and then he took <laughs> they, they had the balls to call him keanu yeah and then they, that was after keanu was a thing 92 how dare they 92 yeah he was already in parenthood he was how and, dare you and then he took five years off before he came back in yeah, 97 a vacation to play elliot Lim in nash bridges Oh, one of our favorites. He just needed Should've the right known. project Should've to bring known. him out. Waiting for a script that makes sense to me is, oh. is what was happening here. Also, I can't wait till we quit this fucking podcast and start our Nash Bridges podcast. Yeah, we just got to come up with a name for it. We've been Ooh. struggling for years. Yeah, smash, what do we call it? Smash bitches. What do we call it? It's close. We're almost there. Yeah, I'll keep working on it. We learn here um, when we're talking about Lopan that from the old guys that he's mm-hmm. he's he's made of bones. He's not a man. He's an idea. It's a lot of gibberish. We hear a lot of gibberish in this movie. Dusty green bones full of green dust. What's supposed to be the plot of the movie? And we're just, we, you just got to be like, okay, movie, whatever. I guess that's what's going on. We're going to move on from now on. Dusty old bones full of green dust. That's what it is. But Gracie Law is like, don't worry. Like, uh, I know the brothel these guys hang out at. We're going to be able to go there and look for some clues. Hop into my convertible, which is the same car the neutrinos drive in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Hell yeah. And I'll take us there, and we'll just all fucking storm the place and try to try to ask what's going on with this evil Chinese mystical warrior gang. Because I'm sure the madams at this brothel will have all the information. Neutrinos were like, Dak. Okay. How many uh, of them were there? Three of three them. Three of them? That's what yeah. I thought. There's the blue-haired... Sure there was. purple-haired yeah. guy. Oh, oh, somewhere in there. The somewhere, blue-haired guy. Somewhere around Violet and the, the red-haired the spectrum. Girl. Yeah, sure. I remember, yeah. yeah. Either way, we're not just going to storm this brothel and be like, give us all your info. We're going to be sneaky about it. We're, we got to come up with a fucking little clever way to infiltrate. So mm-hmm. we're going to take the one white guy... Who looks like the biggest sleazebag, Kurt Russell, Jack yeah. Burton. And we're going to dress him up as some sort of pathetic John looking to yeah. do some Asian sex tourism. They just put him that in tracks. his... tracks. That makes sense. They put him in his used cars outfit. That's right. He's wearing the exact same disgusting brown fucking like... Brown, uh, green. Suit jacket. <laughs> like yeah. Whatever. When he was in used cars a couple years before this and he's got his hair slicked back and he looks like an idiot. Yeah. Um... Playing his role to a T. Over the top, though. Nobody, Nobody's buying it. As soon as he's, he comes in this way, he's getting side-eyed by everybody. He says a lot of racist shit, like, I'm looking for one who's fresh off the boat. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, it gets, it's, pretty, it's pretty weird. He uh, tells them he's looking for a Chinese woman with green eyes. The white tiger. Before this has been established that Miao Ying has green eyes. Yeah. It's been established that uh, Lo Pan... Needs a woman with green eyes. Right. And we don't know why yet, but eventually we learn why. It's because green he needs to marry a green-eyed woman in order to do, sacrifice do, her. And then do, do, 
go back into corporeal form, much like terrible 90s X-Men villain Apocalypse, who's oh. always got to do weird shit in order to maintain his immortality, Was that cetera, part of cetera, his storyline? Lopan's a real, like, uh, Asian takeoff of... 90s X-Men and villain Apocalypse is my thing. A lot of people say this is based on like ancient Chinese legends and whatnot, but I'm like, they mostly ripped off Apocalypse from what I can tell. This is that's, ripped that's, that's off what I think. of 90s X-Men right here. <laughs> They're ripping off X-Men from 10 years. In Either the way, the madam tells him, Chinese girls do not come with green eyes. Yeah. Which makes sense, even though she's lying. She has one with yeah, him. She knows. And, Later on, that becomes a plot point that sticks to me quite a bit. But uh, I couldn't linger on that too long because an earthquake happens. Yeah, big green explosion happens. We are in the the Bay Area. Like, of course, there's going to be an earthquake. Uh, Everybody in the brothel has to run out of there. Mm -hmm. But we learn, yeah, there's a big green explosion. It's not an earthquake. It's Mm -hmm. the three storms. Yeah. Tearing the roof off the place and descending in there with all their fucking weather powers. Doing some crazy shit. You know what happens when a toad gets hit by lightning? Uh, an old Asian woman goes flying. Cause yes. that's, that's something that happens here. Yeah. She yeah. she gets hit with lightning like a fucking toad. Yeah. And she goes flying, and that's one of the funniest things I saw when I was watching this movie. Just yeah. watching an old lady fucking just get just, jerked into a wall because we're doing some special effects. Goes for here. a real ride. Jack tries to fight these people, but he gets thrown across the fucking room. Mm-hmm. They grab Mao Ying, who's already been stolen. Now she's been stolen twice. She's twice kidnapped. And yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do about this. And uh, they ride out of here on some lightning. I wrote, like... They ride the lightning? Exactly. I yeah. was like, fucking, just like Metallica, early Metallica, Hell bro. Yeah. They were riding the lightning straight out of this brothel. Wang Chi and fucking Jack Burton are just left scratching their heads. Like, well, what the fuck are we going to do about this? I don't know. Things have went from bad to worse. I guess we're going to have to Real go bad. to Gracie Law's fucking place of business. Yeah. To try to see what she knows. Yeah. Of course, we've established she acts like she's a news reporter, but she's not a news reporter. Yeah. So there's not like any newsroom we can go to. We're just going to have to go to like her scumbag apartment, I guess. Right. Where she does whatever vague job she has out of this apartment. Yeah. See what she does already they're just like what do you do sleep in your office i like they're they're tearing her down because yeah mm-hmm. we are just in an apartment here so it's a great question the movie's not sure what she does i'm not sure what she does but at mm-hmm. least we're making fun of her for this is this pre-working girl i don't know can women work a nine to five i don't even know yet probably here not when this movie was was released did christina applegate let us know yet we certainly have not had her step up after her babysitter died mm. and we did not tell mom because we had other because we're not a bunch of agendas. fucking narcs but at this point we're getting forced to sit through more expositional dialogue it's uh-huh. absolutely ridiculous and it's more just like oh here's more things about ancient chinese this and that yeah and but sex and her friend margo's there Margo, who is actually a fucking news reporter, uh-huh. who has no other role in this movie whatsoever, other than to be Gracie Law's news reporter friend who comes yeah. along for this show, leading me to wonder throughout this entire movie, why wasn't this script fucking rewritten again to be condensed down to make Gracie Law just a news reporter, because she's doing all the work of a news reporter for her news reporter friend, who shows up and does nothing else but being the news reporter. She could have just been the news reporter, Matt. Because Gracie Scoops or Gracie Gazette doesn't carry the same weight as Gracie Law. Because <clears throat> she's a 
Attorney. Attorney. Law. I I don't know that. I don't know. I swear to God, they say that at the start of the film. That's stupid because she's not representing anybody. <laughs> she knows nothing about the law. Just make her a fucking April O'Neil character. This movie. Get rid of fucking what? What's the other one's name? Margot. Margot. Yeah. Ma- Margot. She shows up here. She's around for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But she does nothing, man. No. Nothing. She's just running around in the back room. She doesn't need to exist. Uh, but she does. Either way, Gracie yeah. Law is like, oh, we're at her place now, so you had to come here for some reason. I've got the info. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your girl back, you need to go to the Wing Kong Exchange yeah. and find Lopan. That's yeah. how you're going to get your girl back. But it takes like 15 minutes of like more complex dialogue for mm-hmm. us to learn that. <clears throat> hey. What's up, though? Jack and Wang, though, they finally decide, fuck it. Yeah. They're going. That's right. And if they're not back by dawn, mm-hmm. call the president. <laughs> There's a lot of good lines in this otherwise nonsensical script. It's yep. pretty much 90% riding on just like a Cracker Jack dialogue. Yep. And 0% storytelling. Yep. So, yeah, what they're infiltrating is some sort of private poker gang that clearly they don't belong to so they just roll in with extreme confidence and the security guys are like and a telephone i don't think you should be here and they're like don't worry about it we're super fucking confident so like that's a lesson to anybody out there if you're supposed to walk into somewhere you don't belong like yeah 90 of the time all you got to do is not look like you're looking around of what's what and just walking like you've been there a thousand times yeah look straight ahead look like you know where you're going and why you're there and nobody's going to have the balls yeah. to say anything to you because most of them are just there on a part-time basis and they're going to assume you're fucking above them in the food chain somewhere. I do this a lot for work. I cruise on to construction yeah, sites. Oh, you got to. Yeah. I just do a lot of like quick little two-finger waves. put on a hard hat. No, I just get out of here. keep moving and people, people buy it. They find a secret passageway to this poker game. It's like a cool secret passageway into an elevator, which is awesome because any sort of movie where you got secret passageways you're taking is awesome. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to Egg Shen uh, yeah. and some old guy throwing around like chicken bones. Uh, and they're like getting it's Wang's uncle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're they're reading the the future about like Lopan and whatnot, and they're like, yeah. oh no, the Furies are out of ba- balance, we learned. Right. Which goat's horns got too close to the hedges. To me. Yeah, they the, got entangled. The Furies being out of balance doesn't sound. We learned that Lopan is cursed right here. Like, oh, oh, wow. he's he's cursed, and the Furies are out of balance. On account that of that, sounds pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, cut back to them in the secret elevator, and oh wow, it just stops, and then it starts flooding with water. Yeah. It turns out this is a this wasn't a secret passage at all. It was just a no. trap that they yeah. they stepped their way into. You see, because. It's out of balance. Okay, lay it, lay it all out for me. Because it's out the of balance, the furies are out of balance. Furies balance. Are out of balance. Oh, it's causing more about Chinese folklore. David Lopan to live on. An old immortal who immortal. is born in a dream and more than he is a man. He's a demon. Okay. He's, he's basically the demon mm-hmm. Ching Tang or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, the one that they're... Lopan is Ching Tang? Well, you know, he's... The... Should have known that going they're in. They're all demons now, you know? They're all demons oh, because I, that's, of this. That's racist. I don't know if you can say that. This this Wing Chang exchange where they're at, 
It's basically just his sarcophagus. It's his, you know, it's his pyramid that he's been buried alive inside of. Are you saying we've got some sort of a from dusk till dawn situation going on here? Where we've got a front business on top of an ancient burial what's-its or other? Oh, we a little bit. Wow. But before that, we're, we're paving new ground here in, mm-hmm. in genre movies as it goes out. So these guys, had, their, their elevator's flooding, so yeah. their only option is not to go up, but to go down. Salt water. They dive, they swim, they're in some sort of tank that's full of corpses. It's pretty cool. This looking. is like, yeah, like in opening Indiana Jones, like we're yeah. going through where other people have died before type stuff. Yeah. I enjoy this a lot. Uh, when they when 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 they get up, it it doesn't work out though because Mm-mm. uh, w- when they get up, there's just the three storms. And yeah, they're captured and then they get like uh thrown in what looks like Freddy's boiler room. They get yeah. tied to chairs and they're like being tortured in the boiler room where Freddy became a dream demon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that has to do with dreams too. Oh yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, mm-hmm. so everything's tying together here. Maybe Freddy's. Ching ting. Could be. Mm-hmm. Or at least there could be a crossover film on the horizon. I'm hoping so. But they're being tied to like wheelchairs and they're brought through this big room with gold statues. This mm-hmm. is the first time we see this this intricate fucking elaborate room where like this has got to be Lopan's like main lair. Yeah. There's a lot of gold statues going on here. This is pretty cool. This is office. At this point, Lopan is no longer like a glowing fucking uh, ghost guy. He's a decrepit old man. Mm-hmm. So we're learning shit about like, oh, he's in a motorized wheelchair. He's approximately 2,000 years old. Yep. He needs to marry a girl with green eyes and then execute her in order to maintain his mortality. Yeah, sacrifice her. Yeah, more and more, yeah, more, and more gibberish fucking like storytelling shit going on here there's demon gods that must be appeased like in joe versus the volcano like yeah, you, you know, like that oh shit going on this dynamite film everybody needs to go out there and see tom hanks best work yeah but uh oh uh, then we start bantering about how difficult dating is because lopan's just like oh fucking it's so hard to find a girl with green eyes i've been looking for this many hundred years blah 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 mm-hmm. which is one of my main contentions about the uh the, the, the driving plot of this film. He's been looking for a Chinese girl with green eyes for many, many years. That's why he's so decrepit and old. Yeah. That's why he hasn't been able to jump to his new body. Later on, we find out Kim Cattrall has green eyes and he can just jump into her body. And I'm like, it just, if. It, just it just occurred to you that other races of girls have green eyes much more often than Chinese girls do. Like you didn't think to like go to Ireland or something and start like fucking kidnapping girls. We'll like, get to that. We'll 200, get... 300 years ago. We'll <laughs> like, get to that. That, that. that never occurred to you, Lopan, you well, fucking you clown. Yeah. You fucking stupid clown. Oh, he's nobody in this movie is very competent is, is the point I'm, I'm trying to put out right here right now. I'm not quite 40 and I can barely think anymore. This guy's 2000. Give him a break. At this point, when they're tied to chairs, listen to Lopan, uh, Lopan's, sees Gracie Law and Eddie and company yeah. coming into like the the whatever the front operation is on their security cameras and he's like he delivers the line this really pisses me off yeah. which is hilarious because James Hong is hilarious in this movie right. I should say as like this ancient Chinese god who also just like does dumb moments of comedy yeah. not a lot of people could pull both things off but he, he fucking kills it seamlessly yeah he fucking kills it um Next scene, we got to escape because we just can't have our main fucking heroes tied to chairs this entire movie. That would make no goddamn sense. No. uh, One of the basket heads, uh, Thunder, I believe, Mm. 
he he's he, the beefy one. Correct? Yeah, oh yeah, he intercepts. He's a he's a he's a hunky beefcake mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he decides. You know what? I'm gonna show uh, old uh, Margot, Eddie, and uh, oh, Gracie wow. yeah. around the place, but not really. No. No. Where is he? Where does he take him to instead? Just puts him on that same elevator and just oh, poisons him. Yeah. Smart. And he's like, "All right, now you're in. Now you're also captive." Basically, they get thrown in cages like yeah. all the young Indian children yeah. in Temple of Doom. Is, is what happens here. They're bringing Eddie to his cage, and oh, lo and behold, it's where we find Jack and Wang. Oh, Jack Burton's knocking his wheelchair over so he can get on his side and pull out one of his knife boots. He has yeah. multiple knife boots, which is fucking cool. And let me believe, like, I've got some pairs of boots that I wear to work and whatnot, but I don't mm-hmm. have any knives hidden, like, yeah. along the side or in the sole or whatever, and that's stupid of me. I should probably have more blades hidden in my boots like he does because it seems to come in handy. Yeah, when I had that uh, Jack Burton costume, I had those knee-high boots and with the little strappies on the side, oh, cool. I, I seamlessly had that knife in there. That's, all night. Yeah, fucking cool. So We're great. Keep doing that. That's something we need to keep doing. While he's uh, fucking trying to get out of this, Wang's just rambling about gibberish. Yeah, about cities of the dead and monkey sacrifices. And I'm like, all right, movie. We've got enough Chinese mystical lore, like. We know what's going on, sacrifices and immortality. Yeah. You don't need to keep telling us about fucking monkey gods and cities of the dead. Like, you're laying it on too thick. I'm a white guy. I don't understand all this stuff. You're giving me too much to wrap my brain around. Well, Can we just get to the action parts of this fucking movie? Well, yeah. Yeah, you can. Okay, we do. We good. We do, because Jack cuts her restraints, and then some wacky things happen. Uh, they, 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 they jumped the 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 thunder guy yeah this, this is a funny move where Jack uh they act like they're still restrained he comes in Jack gets up behind him and like puts a knife to his throat and he's like if you make one move and the guy just instantly makes one move and kicks the shit out of Jack because yeah. Jack's a big blowhard who thinks he's a tough action hero but he's actually a moron right and Thunder's a big beefy like a uh, kung fu fighting uh, legend right. Then Jack Burton ends up back in his wheelchair again, just going backwards down a fucking hill that's very steep, like mm. screaming and acting like a moron. Big time comedic laughs. Oh my god, these people aren't classic action heroes. They're they're wacky three stooges, fucking uh Abbott and Costello types is what we're learning. Not here. Wang. Wang's legit. That's true, yeah. Jack Burton is Wang is doing the role of the uh Green Hornet sidekick Kato, yeah. where it's like this guy is the one who actually knows what he's, he's fucking doing. He's the hero of our he's, film. Except that I feel like if he would have got Jackie Chan in that role, like and he was actually doing shit. Would have been a little it more obvious. Resonated more. Yeah. This guy who we've never seen again in anything. It, yeah. Yeah, they hint at that dynamic, whereas, like, this white guy is actually a clown, and the Asian guy, twist, he's the hero, but, like, this guy just has no fucking charisma. He's, like, fucking milk toast. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't pull it off enough to be like, holy shit, this guy's the real fucking, like, hero, and this is subversive. Eh, that never resonates with me, even though they're trying that here. Clearly, they're trying it. He's, like, a really polite Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah, yeah. Ernie Reyes Jr. is too young to be in this right here. But yeah. You could have thrown him in there and his, like, shaming fat chicks in the opening scene of TMNT2, exactly. like, energy. Like, he yeah. could have elevated this a bit, yeah. for sure, for sure. You know, his daughter's doing a 
action movies for Netflix now. Ernie Reyes the third, who's a hot lady. Uh, Twelve-year-old girl named Lotus Blossom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different name. Uh, too young to be hot. I uh, recant my comments. Well, you know, going out on a ledge. Either way, Thunder, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, he blows up like a balloon to yeah. make all this shit happen to push Jack off into this wheelchair. So this is the first time we learn it. Like, oh, this guy can. Lightning, of course, has lightning powers, right. where he can shoot lightning. Wind sort of has wind powers, where he can blow around and like elevate himself. Mm-hmm. I guess Thunder's powers are that he can blow up like a balloon. It was like a thundercloud. <laughs> whatever, whatever you say, movie. Whatever you say. You know. Either way, he almost falls into the well, but he doesn't. Uh, it was mm-hmm. close. And then there's a good gag after this where Eddie and uh, Wang and Jack all have to trade guns around to get ready to fight. And mm-hmm. they all trade guns until Jack has the biggest gun and then Eddie, the least important character, has the smallest gun. Mm-hmm. Narratively, it makes sense. And it's a fun little fourth wall breaking uh, joke a little yeah. bit. It's some Bugs Bunny shit going on right here. Gotta love it. We get a brief scene where Lopan is in astral form. Transforms. He explodes out of his decrepit old guy body into a cloud of light. Becomes some sort of ghost. God damn if it doesn't look cool. Hovers over the kidnapped Min Yang or whatever the fuck her name is. Miao Yin. She's she's like hovering in the air. She's got like some sort of uh, white gown on and she's yeah. unconscious. And uh, he's floating over her and it's total rape vibes here. Which is like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, Lopan's got some weird shit going on. He's got that huge coke nail. Next scene, we got to figure out how to rescue the girls and get out of here. Uh, Jack's trying to figure out how to shoot a gun because uh. he's never done it, which is good physical comedy. Uh, Eddie's like, is this your first time plugging somebody? And Jack's like, of course, of course not. not. Great. Just like he's playing John Wayne here again, but uh, yeah. John Wayne, who's an idiot, who's never actually done anything cool. So that whole fucking That's the conceit scene, of this man. movie. That's a comedic conceit of this movie. Gun won't work. Try the safety. How much of that is on the page and how much of it only works because, like, Kurt Russell's fucking doing it? Yeah. Like it's, yeah it's, 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 it's hard to fucking tell with this movie. I don't know, but he's, it's, man, just Kurt Russell's delivery of everything in this movie. So they go to where the prisoners are being held and a mm-hmm. uh, reporter girl's lounging in a cell, all casual, like doing some of her writing. Mm-hmm. But me- meanwhile, Gracie Law is just hog- hogtied and gagged yeah. to her bed in a cell. So that's kind of funny too, because it's like, oh, Kim Cattrall must have been running her fucking mouth and they couldn't take it anymore. So they had to hogtie and gag that bitch. Like, we get it. I get it. She's been annoying in this movie up to this point. Like, yeah. good point movie. You-, you make a good point. It's like, you know... In our younger days, and you'd go to a bar and it'd be like, mm. "Oh, I want to talk that. to the the one girl, mm-hmm. but not your friend." Oh, I had I had a little that before I came in here today. Uh oh. Whereas I was I was at the bar before before we started recording this, and a kid came up to me who used to work for me, and he's yeah. like, "Remember me?" And I was like, "No, certainly not. You're just a white kid. Like, mm-hmm. there's been a million of you." And he's like, "Oh, blah blah blah." You fired him because he always burned overcooked the pasta. No, he was a delivery driver. He wanted to out. open he be- that English a pub. It seemed to be a real success story until uh, oh. <laughs> this is not that movie. This is my real life. Okay. Until he was like, "Oh yeah." Uh, then he had sob stories about like, the crazy girls who dumped him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, whatever, man. I'm not interested in this. Like, uh, yeah. just trying to play trivia with Casey Nelson, our scumbag blow, yeah. blow uh, listener out there. Shout out to him. Yeah, good and, man. And then this crazy girl came in, and it Ooh, was red listening. flags all around. And like, it was just like, should you even serve her? And uh, Probably. Casey's like, answer. yeah, this is the dive bar. I'm going to serve her for sure. Yeah. And then she 
she got one drink uh, after just saying a bunch of stuff already that mm-hmm. made it seem like she should have been served. Looked around and was like, who's the clown that's going to buy me a lot of stuff? Mm. Found this young kid who was sitting next to me. He was like, boom, beelined it to him. Yeah. Those two, ugh, right next to each other. Yeah. Just started going at it like a uh, convo, getting to know each other. Oh, yeah. She said a lot about like getting her car impounded. Oh, like, heard, she's saying all the right Testing things. positive for meth. Like heard all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Before you know it, like he had bought her a couple shots and then they left. And nice. he was carrying her purse out of that place. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. That kid going to be a clown his entire life. That chick moves very fast. Uh, also, he showed me her TikTok. Oh. What she got while she was in the bathroom. He's like, just got her TikTok. Look at this. It was all videos of her stripping. How did she look? Pretty good. I'm pretty sure she was a, a, a prostitute or oh. at least like somebody who lures people in okay. like a prostitute would and then like takes them back somewhere where they are robbed. Yeah. It definitely wasn't just like your normal like a scumbag, like a drug addicted girl. This was like... I'm into some bad shit. Like, yeah. You'd have to be a fool to follow me That's down this cool. fucking well into Wonderland or whatever. Yeah. Charlotte's Web. Yeah. So that kid, that kid's got a whole nother uh, chapter of his life beginning today, as it yeah. turns out. The day he got hepatitis. We didn't have to kick that girl out of the dive bar because she found a mark like pretty instantly, which is good. Good on him. No. How does that relate back to what we were talking Every, about? Everybody plays right a part here. is what yeah, you were saying. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking you know? about. Um, Jack frees all the kidnapped people from their cells by like shooting the locks and like opening all the cells. And they're like, yeah. let's get out of here. And they're like, how are we going to get out of here? And they're like, well, we'll just dive in this pool and swim through a sewer pipe. Yeah. Like it's the third level of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game. Oh, so hard. Hopefully there's not a bunch of electrical seaweed, which makes it impossible for anybody to get past this very early on in the game level. And nobody ever even sees three fourths of the game that's been developed because yeah. the second level is so hard. People don't even know that there's a level where you drive around the uh, turtle wagon. You oh know? yeah. You fucking, yeah. you'll get flattened by a car before you even find the turtle van because you've lost yeah. so many lives right. in that goddamn swimming through the sewers thing. That, that that level is the reason why everyone in our generation has anxiety today. Oh, I'm still feeling it. Yeah. Also, I was feeling it while they're swimming out of the sewer pipe and Gracie yeah. Law, like an idiot, kept surfacing and being like, well, where is this person? Well, where yeah. is this person? And blocking people's like fucking clear path out yeah i was thinking about that too people are gonna suffocate because you're an insufferable motor-mouthed idiot gracie law dumb white girl character in this movie fucking put your head down and keep swimming you fucking dumbass listen to ellen degeneres in finding nemo and just keep swimming you fucking fool she doesn't because we've got to haphazardly build some sort of like half-assed like relationship drama in here in between her and Jack Burton, which I didn't need. Yeah. I don't need Jack Burton, like maybe getting hung up on some woman or whatever. That's, that's not anything his character needs going forward. No, but he likes Poon. He's a red blooded American. Clearly. But, uh, you know, I just extend that fucking, uh, earlier brothel scene a little bit further to establish that. I don't, I don't need him pining after Gracie Law through three-fourths of this fucking movie because she fucking sucks. But then also, like, when they are in the sewer pipe halfway mm-hmm. through and everybody's still in jeopardy, he does still try to get into her pants. Right. Like, in this moment of jeopardy, because I'm like, dog will hunt. Hell dog yeah. Dog will hunt. Dog that will works. hunt. That fucking works, yeah. Fucking, 
On his part, I'm cool, but on her part, I was like, come on. Women shouldn't like sex. Get out of here. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Come on. When they get out of the sewer, there's more fighting because they run right into Al Long and his bunch of goons. So we're right just back into a bunch more kung fu fighting. Mm-hmm. Everybody was kung fu fighting again is again. what happens here. Yeah. Right. Jack and Wang beat up a bunch of like the goons. Well, Mostly Wang does. Wang does. Wang's really good at kung fu. Jack's running around like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I wrote, this script is so meandering. Where are we going? What's this leading to? We're just watching a series of strange vignettes. Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of weird vignettes, uh, everyone else escape- escaping while Gracie Law, for no reason, decides, like, I'm just going to head back for a moment and just, just like, leave her behind here for no for reason so that we can create some more weird vignettes later in the movie. And uh, she gets Kidnapped by some sort of orange Sasquatch. Hell yeah. I don't know where. Just an orange Sasquatch appears. Grabs her and yanks her into a darkness. Is there anything better, though, when they're almost out of the building and the eyes of the painting disappear and they're replaced with the eyes of the monster? Yeah, that's goofy. <laughs> that's goofy as fuck. I we're love straight that up scene. And just like a William Castle fucking uh, yeah. creature feature right it here. It looks so you might good. Might as well rumble seats behind or under us. Uh, that's, uh, you know, it's not just your Taco Bell farts. That's, no? that's a gimmick we've, we've built in this movie right here. Oh. We got eyes behind paintings. Fucking yeah. yeah, this is wacky. This is it's good full stuff. on Jordan, John Carpenter being like, well, let's throw back to some fucking old like we're in a haunted house and there's an escaped gorilla going on type shit. Hell yeah! So I'm there uh, for it. Everyone else gets into Egg Shen's getaway bus, other than Gracie Law, yeah. and uh, then we fucking regroup get out again of there. at Wang's. Get out of there, yeah. Um, then this is where we learn, like, oh, she's got green eyes. Maybe she's going to get kidnapped and married. And I'm like, this is the first time anybody's realized that you can just grab a girl who is not Chinese who has green eyes. Like, these people are morons. Like, Look. They've been, they've been spinning their wheels for fucking hundreds of years here. Fucking give me a break. Lopan realizes maybe he can marry her because he notices the fire within her. Oh. He thinks that she can withstand is that what it is? the burning blade. Wow, is that a metaphor for something? The Burning Blade? He has gonorrhea. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Matt, my next bullet point is, cops got better things to do than die, which is another great Jack Burton line. Yeah. When he's gearing up to go back and save Gracie Law, and Margo, I think, is like, why don't we just call the cops? Yeah. He's right. Cops don't care about shit like this. No. They don't get paid enough to deal with shit like no. this. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, there's a Chinese gang who's kidnapped women, and we need you to go to their yeah. subterranean lair. And no, 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 It's just like, that seems like a lot of work. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. You, not, not unless a higher-up tells me I absolutely have to do that. You, that's, you, that's not going to happen. You try to get them to start, start fighting gangs, and they'll start killing just every person that's the same color that's as true. those Everybody's gangs. Everybody's getting shot down. Yeah, Luckily, Egg Shen's there, and he's brought a rival gang of karate warriors, and he's like, these guys are going to help us a lot. Margo's like, Great. The Chang Sings. I want to go too. And Jack Burton's like, well, you're just a girl. Absolutely. So not. You're not going to go. That's yeah. stupid. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yep. Yep. Uh, Egg Shen's like, uh, also, let's go to the, this warehouse that I own. And like, I'm going to have a bunch of potions and stuff there, mystical herbs and yeah. whatnot. Uh, also, very conveniently, there's a fireman's pole there yeah. that leads directly down into my mortal enemy's lair. You know why there was a fire pole there? 
because the script needed us to move along. We couldn't make this a two-hour movie. No, it's the same firehouse as uh, the inside of the Ghostbusters oh, headquarters. Oh, oh, that makes sense too. Yeah, yeah he's, he's 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 set up shop in the Ghostbusters headquarters, and yeah. also we don't have enough time to make this a two-hour movie. So we got to be like, oh, we're geared up to fight the bad guys. Hey, check it out. This room we're already in has a fire pole down directly into where they live. Makes no sense, but let's just do it because it's going to cut a good 10, 15 minutes out of the script. Makes perfect sense because as we're about to find out, Egg Shen has been alive for a long time as well. He does look pretty old. That's Only to fight off eye. the mystical David Lopan. He's got that wonky eye. Yeah. Uh <laughs> We got a karate display going at Lopan's. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Jacked up goon thunders doing a bunch of katas with crazy blades and yeah. whatnot in that golden statue room. Yeah, he looks great. They got both the girls with green eyes there, like all hypnotized. Oh, like, yeah. Not tied up, but like they're pretty stationary. It's kind of like in Masters of the Universe where like mm-hmm. uh, Skeletor had the sorceress just yeah. like hovering and like uh, hypnotized her most right. of the movie. Very, very similar vibes there. I wrote down when does the marriage happen? After the martial arts display? Yes. Why doesn't he just marry them instantly before somebody can stop it? Like, if I was him, I wouldn't sit through some sort of martial arts display. I'd just, like, get a move on with this shit. Because, like the late great... It's been thousands of years, Matt. Like the late great Ultimate Warrior's best friend Phil Collins once said... Oh, right, uh uh-huh. You can't hurry, love. I guess that's true. You just have to wait. Yeah, um... Now the second storm, who's got the long hair, was he like wind or whatever? Was, he he yeah. comes in and he starts lightning? swinging some was swords around. I think he's lightning. We're getting some more just like, oh, what a great stage show. If we were all tourists, oh, this yeah, would be weird. great. Instead, we're just like your goons who live with you all the time, so I don't really know why, why we need to see this. They're all trapped together. Yeah, he swings the swords around, gives them to the girls, and then the swords start glowing, and then like they... It's the burning blade. They float the girls to the ceiling, where yeah. they then like touch light bulbs, mm-hmm. and they turn the light bulbs on like Uncle Fester and right. the Adams Family fucking uh, TV show. It's all part of the test. And I just wrote, okay, whatever, this movie is pure gibberish. Yeah. Uh, Lopan decides after this, like, you know what? They both could were able to turn light bulbs on. I'm probably going to marry both of these women. Yeah. Because I'm a baller. That's a genius fucking idea. Fucking baller move. Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You got two girls with green eyes? Fucking just do it with both of them. He's got it figured out. Uh, cutting back and forth throughout this next era. We're cutting back and forth from the rescue party and what's going on with the girls. Back and forth there. We got this whole fucking period here. Egg Shen's throwing smoke bombs at some sewer creatures. Jack Burton's like, what's the deal here? We're fighting sewer creatures. I don't understand anything because I'm a white guy. This is fucking Chinatown. Chinatown's crazy. The only thing I don't get is the five-second scene where, like, Gracie gets back to her senses. Okay, here we go. This is what we like, cut back to. She's like, no longer hypnotized. Yeah, she's like, Meow Yin, are you awake? You need to wake up. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help us out of here. We're gonna start breaking out. And then one of the the thunder gods, spiky haired guy. Yeah, I think, just, I think lightning shows yeah. up. He just like, shows up and he's like. Now I'm just going to hypnotize Oh, yeah, you woke up again. for a second. I'm going to do some lightning hands, and then you're hypnotized again. Yeah. So here's a five-minute scene that did nothing and fucking yeah. brought the movie forward in no way. But it had more karate exhibition. We, we did it for no fucking reason. <laughs> karate exhibition. Uh, and then at one point, we're we're storming this thing, and we just stop so Egg Shen can monologue about more prophecies and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, haven't we heard enough about prophecies and lore and what all these people are doing? Nah, like, he's spell it out move it on. Get us into the third act. He tells us only a dream can kill a dream. Yeah. 
That means nothing. Whatever, man. Let's keep going. We got to take some mystical potion and we got to fight fucking Lopan. I get it. It's an action movie. I get what's happening here. We got a hero's quest. We're doing it. Yeah, we're on a quest. We're moving into Lopan's wedding, which is, you know. Just a beautiful. I was thinking, hopefully this is going to be the big fucking finale of this scene. And, oh, man, it's. We're in some sort of ancient wedding chamber or whatnot mm-hmm. where he does this 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 ritual where he sacrifices and marries people, which is hilarious because it's all tricked out with neon lighting. So it's like, so fucking cool. This is ancient, but I know I'm going to be doing this shit in the 80s. So yeah. it's got to be 80s as fuck. Can I we gotta, get somebody make in here that way. to retrofit all this shit with neon? Yeah. I'm kind of into neon right now. I know I'm an ancient Chinese demonic whatever. I like what like, I like. I'm also, yeah, I'm contemporary. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got an eye. I, I dig what's, what's going on. It's Aesthetically, these days, I've watched a lot of Phil Collins videos recently, and right, pretty pretty hip to what's what's going on. Uh, oh, he's hip. Lopan's got a guardian though, like to make sure nobody infiltrates this sanctum. Yeah, which is a big uh, blob of wet flesh and eyeballs. It right. just like floats in the air, and our good guys come across it, and it looks exactly like one of those Mad Balls toys. From Hell the 1980s. yeah! Did you think that too? Like I had a couple of they're them. gross fucking rubber balls yeah, that look man. like gross stuff or whatever. Like yeah. buy them. They're we mold them out of rubber, and you can't really do anything else with them. Doesn't but matter. They're vaguely shaped like balls, and they look like gross things. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so cool that I bought a bunch of them too, and it was stupid. You couldn't even play with these things; they had no purpose. You threw them. You mostly threw them. You, you had a younger brother, so you probably like threw them, threw them at him really hard or something. Yeah, like, I just kind of looked at him like I don't know what I'm gonna do with fucking these things. A little later in the series, they had Mad Balls figures where they just put those smaller versions of the balls oh, wow. on top of oh, like wow. little articulated figures. That seems a little versatile. Yeah, I like the part during this though when they're meeting this thing where it puts out its big tongue and licks itself. Yeah. And its tongue also has an eyeball on it. Yeah. This thing-esque in its weird, gross, practical creature effects that we're getting here, like puppetry, sort of rubber, latex, fucking slimy stuff. We're getting some nastiness. Some, some nastiness here. Um, at this point, we're, we're almost to the fucking thing where the wedding's going on. So mm-hmm. what do we find but just like some random subterranean bar? Yeah. That Action's just like, okay, now that I found this convenient bar underground in the sewers here, uh, I'm going to pour everybody some shots of this fucking potion I made, this magic potion. Mystical hooch. Everybody take a dram of this hooch. Uh, also, uh, just to let you know, I've got this thing called a six demon bag. Yeah. It's probably going to do something too, like later on. There's wind in it and shit. There's like wind and fire. I don't even yeah. know what. There's a lot of stuff in this here. So this is the stuff that's going to happen at the end of the movie. Uh, I'm setting it all up here right now. So. Yeah. There's another elevator Jack in a Burton. subterranean bar that's down in the sewers. Jack Burton's in, as incredulous as you are right now sure. over that sixth bag. But he does demon very happily bag. take a shot of that magic potion. Yeah, and yeah, and he's yeah. he's pretty into it. Also, so. like you, they, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. what I would do. And we all pile into this this elevator that only has one button to go down. We get mm-hmm. in it, and everybody's feeling very good on our way down. Yeah. And I wrote I just like, and they're all overheated too. They're like sweating, and I'm like, yeah, think it. Eggshin just dosed everybody with Molly is what's happening here. They need to start drinking some water so they don't get fucking dehydrated or this shit's going to end badly. But may the wings of liberty never lose a feather. We got a third ass. Oh, fucking thank God. We're crashing the wedding here. Finally, there's some narrative momentum in this fucking movie. Uh, We learn that we have to wait until Lopan uses the needle of love 
to penetrate one of his brides because Hell once yeah. he does that, he becomes flesh and blood, and then we can kill him. It's all about penetrating your bride yeah, with the needle of love. Read between the lines there. I don't, I don't know if we're dealing with any metaphor or whatnot yeah. here, but uh, you got to stab a bitch. That's uh, the metaphor, yeah, right? So, so he 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 stabs one of the girls, uh, the Chinese girl, I think, right? Miao Yin. Yeah, Miao Yin. He he gets the needle in her wrist or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've penetrated you with my needle so now the magic's happening and i'm yeah. no longer this ghost demon i'm now flesh and blood isn't that great for me and i'm like no you should just stay a fucking thousand year old demon ghost yeah. now people can kill you like it seems dumb to even become flesh and blood like why would you even want to do it all his life he's been looking for the magic yeah either way uh, everybody sees that the good guys are here so then everybody starts screaming and then a big battle happens and this is where we get the iconic shot is a trailer shot of this movie where yeah. Jack Burton gets all jacked up. He shoots his fucking machine gun in the air, right. breaks up a bunch of bricks above it's him. Tech nine, yeah. They fall down. He knocks himself out. He's he's a big... He's not a real action hero. He's a no. clown, Matt. He's playing at being an action hero. He's a goofball. He's a real goofball. Karate madness happens after this. Yeah. Movie. Everybody pairs off and does a bunch of big karate fights. Yeah. Uh... One guy with the long hair does a million flips, so all his long hair is flowing around. Mm -hmm. I think he must be wind because he's got such long hair and he's doing so many flips. Beautiful. Sword fights with Wang for a while. Wang's doing a million flips. Uh, Thunder guy attacks Jack, uh, but then like runs away for a minute. So then Jack ends up fighting this big like samurai statue thing. And I'm like, what happened to Thunder guy? I'm not really following the editing of this right here. This is a little choppy. A little choppy here. You know, he didn't, he wasn't threatened. Either way, it's Jack. pretty cool because Jack Burton has some blades that come out of the heels of his boots that yeah. he can like do is like a secret thing. So he, he kicks one of those knives kicks down that there. Guy right in this, this big samurai thing is fucking gut. So then this thing falls dead on top of him. But then he's comedically like trapped under the weight of this thing. And it's yeah. like, oh, Jack Burton. Well, I never. He'll never get yeah. it right, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lopan at this point is just full on drinking uh, My Wen's blood. Right. So Egg Shen's like, I'm going to shoot some fireworks at him and try to stop this shit. Right. So we got the two fucking like Chinese, you know, mystical magician warrior guys squaring mm-hmm. off here, which is pretty fucking cool. This, I, I guess you should, we should say the staging of all these things is insane because there's just every corner of the frame, there's insane stuff going on, whether it's yeah. Like, fireworks or someone flying through the air or some sort of like special effect or something yeah. like just like every every second of this movie every fucking corner of the frame there's just action crammed into and it doesn't really hold up and it doesn't really make any sense and you're not 100 sure what's happening ever but it doesn't really matter because it nah. moves so quickly and it's all just like so much stuff going on that you're just like, okay. Having a good time. I'm watching this on TBS and I started in halfway through and I don't get it, but whatever. Like, doesn't it's, matter. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. Everything's going nuts. Lightning guy comes in and he starts lightning everything. Yeah. Egg Shen's throwing smoke bombs around. Everybody's exploding. The orange Sasquatch guy starts, shows back up and he's just screaming into the air. Oh, like, yeah. This is all happening at once. It's chaos. Eventually, we end up back in that statue room with all the fucking, uh, the golden, the golden statues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. upstairs. Lopan's about to sacrifice the green-eyed girl, and Jack interrupts him. So now we got, like, uh, our final big fight. 
between him and Thunder because Thunder shows up again. He's mm-hmm. like, remember how I thought we were going to have our final fight, Jack Burton, like five minutes ago? We needed to insert a few more shots of chaos happening, so That's now right. we're going to have our final fight. Me and you are actually paired off as the two are going to have a final fight. Sorry if you were confused by that for a moment. Also, now it's happening. Yeah, but now it's happening. Yeah. Now it's happening. Uh, but then I'm like, oh, wait, no. Wang has taken out wins. Now yeah. he shows up, and he's just going to fight Thunder. Good. Thank God, because Jack Much Burton is nearly useless. Yeah. Like He's not going to be able to take out any of these fucking yeah. guys. Jack only has a knife left. He's he's lost his fucking tech nine or right. whatever, and he's like, he's like, oh man, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Yeah. Well, he's he's pretty useless. Mm-hmm. He lost his gun, which as a white American with no skills, mm. basically your only option is just to like brandish a gun at everybody who even tries to look at you funny. Yeah. But things work out good for him here because uh, he sees Lopan, he tries to throw that knife at him. Yeah, he misses. He misses. Yeah. He just wildly misses. Right. Lopan's laughing at this stupid white person yeah, who can't throw can't a fucking knife at all like a Asian karate master would. He picks it up, throws it back at him. Yeah, tells him it's a nice knife. But Goodbye, Matt, Mr. Burton. Matt, we've got a thing going on in this movie. Jack Burton's got a little bit of a catchphrase here. It's all in the reflex. That's right. He's able to bring his catchphrase back. He snatches that knife out of the air without yeah. even thinking, throws it back at Lopan, hits him between the eyes, fucking kills this mystical demon who's now flesh and blood. Tells us it's all in the reflexes. That's a... Which has been established as a hot catchphrase already, so it's a good big fucking moment. How many times do you think they had to do that take? I mean, he catches it right by the handle. It's a it's a perfect throw and catch. I mean... Well, if you look into the trivia, uh, they, they filmed it 54 times, but Kurt Russell was able to do it all 54 times, and he was very upset with John Carpenter that he was able to do this perfectly every time, and they still had to keep filming it. I don't know if what you're saying is actual. No, true. that was a lie. I've oh, got what? I've got no real insight into how they yeah. did that or why they did it or not. It's yeah, believable. Let's sure. run with it. Yeah, uh-huh. So all the statues, the golden statues, now start falling down like dominoes. Yeah. Everything's exploding. Lopan, the big mystical warrior, is dead. He like, stabbed him in the dome. Oh, that's the big climax of the film. That's great. That's fucking great. But then we learned that Wang and Thunder are still having a fight. And say, yeah. Oh, God, there's still battles going yeah. on. We just... The camera is outside of the room they're fighting in. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing, like, as, like, a voyeur's point of view what's going on in there. And it's, like, a comical thing where we're seeing them breaking all this furniture, but we're not seeing the extent of their fight. It's hilarious. And it's It looks like something out of a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah. And it looks like something that would make sense, like, halfway through this movie, but, like, after the bad guy, the big bad guy has been killed, the climax has happened, that we're going back into, like, yeah. comedic bits. It feels very weird to me. I got tired. That we're now going into, like, extended physical comedy bits or whatever. I don't know Gotta film on. something. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Thunder uh, sees that his master's dead eventually, so then he starts blowing up again. We've established that he yeah. blows up, like, into a big balloon thing, but he's so mad this time, he blows up that, like, he's a big good. St- steaming ball of anger. He's got steam coming out of his eyes and ears, and he just explodes. Everything explodes, and I'm like, oh, so we had a little addendum there before, like, uh, you know, we had to end the movie. So, so now we're going to... Oh, no, wait. Lightning's still alive. Mm-hmm. Even though the big bad, the main bad guy's movie's dead. Now, now lightning's still alive. Yeah. So we're going to go into this, too. Yeah, he's chasing them. That's they right. They run. Uh, he's got his wicker hat on. Up the building. He's going full Raiden. He's shooting lightning everywhere. Uh, uh, Egg Shen's got a Batman gun with a yeah. grappling hook on it, thank God. So we're able to like get up to the roof of this place. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, he's under them with the lightning 
now the six demon bag comes into play. Yeah. And they throw that down, and then it's like, oh, poof, I took care of him. Good. Thank God. Thank God that's... that's I thought they just dropped a heavy statue on his head. Oh, maybe that too. I thought they threw... If if they didn't throw the six demon bag down and it was just like built up and then never used, that's insane. But but I thought they threw that down there and then like the 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 wind or whatever blew him away. But either way, he's taken he's taken care of very easily. And it's clear that it's like, yeah. oh, they had no money to film any of these big climaxes. No. And also something happened to where they had to edit them in a weird order <laughs> to where we didn't even end with the main bad guy being the last guy they took down. Like there were there were problems on the set of this movie, which seemed to have been rushed in filming and well, uh, low-budgeted, et cetera, et cetera. Either way, he's sent straight to hell, Lightning, and yeah. then, uh, they find Jack Burton's semi-truck, and they're like, let's peel out of here. Yeah. And they do, because uh, Jen's throwing some more grenades at security guards, and then they, it's just like, we get a couple more shots of them like peeling ass around corners, and it's like, we didn't need to because all the bad guys are dead, but I like seeing like more semi-truck stunt driving here. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <clears throat> there, you know, adrenaline was probably firing, you know. And now yeah. we've established a thousand times that we really love movies, like when all the action's over, like, uh, and they just, just cut, cut to the black. Just like, ooh, credits. That's our favorite thing. Yeah. That doesn't happen here. No. We got to go to a... A big party at Wang's restaurant after yeah. this, a big celebration party. We gotta show that everybody's coupled off. Everybody's happy because the bad guys are dead. Egg Shen's like, oh man, I've been trying to kill that guy for thousands of years, even though it seems like I was mostly just like just like right. on tour buses, like uh and, and not doing that. But but whatever. Now I can finally take a vacation, like mm-hmm. I'm Gandalf or something. And they're mm-hmm. like, Okay, Asian Gandalf, that's fun. We've all paired off into sweet couples here. Uh, Margo, the reporter, and Eddie, the yep. major D, are gonna bang. Like uh, Wang Chi and his fiance are back together. Yep. Like that's great. And Jack Burton and uh, Gracie Law are clearly going to be a couple going forward. Or are they? Oh, what are you talking about, man? He's Jack Burton, man. He's a lone wolf. Margo asks him, rambling, gambling, man. Aren't you even gonna kiss her goodbye? And he says, nope. <laughs> Which is basically like uh, Han Solo's I love you, I know response times 1,000 yeah. at the end of the movie, which is pretty fucking sweet. He's just yeah. like, no, I'm a fucking truck driver. Yeah. I'm married to the road. Damn like, right you know, he is. Annoying blonde chick going around with me. Like, yeah. come on, man. They're like, all right, I guess see you around, Burton. And he's yeah. like, never can tell. No. Maybe you won't see me around, man. Turns out nobody ever did because they didn't make a sequel to this fucking thing. No. I like that Wang gets the most emotional line out of him. Oh, what's what's Wang say? We really shook the pillars of heaven, Wang. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They did. They're, they're true. And then we end it. Like, uh, we should have began it without that stupid tacked-on studio uh, fucking interview at the beginning. Yeah. With more Jack Burton monologuing. That's yep. how you end a fucking movie. He's driving off his truck in a storm. He's talking about what you do in a storm, which resonates because he's just fought the three storms and yep. you're like all right jack burton's made it through the storm and oh no wait the weird green sasquatch thing has attached himself to the truck just right. like the gremlin and that one episode of fucking the twilight zone that's all famous gremlins we're gonna have a lot of jack burton adventures probably in the future man probably give me your best shot pal i can take it it's not too Another late jack burton line here <laughs> We made it to the end of the movie, man. Yeah. 
And this was a confusing movie, and we talked all the way through it. I'm, I'm fucking impressed by this. I think it was pretty straightforward. I fucking agree to disagree, but what? we could fight it out during this break here because you're going to listen to some coming attractions. Yeah. We're going to wrestle around here on the ground, and then when we come back, Big Trouble in Little China, Matt, is yeah. going to enter a little segment that we call <gasps> Judgment Day. Ooh. He stole the rock and he hid it in a safe place. Put your hands up! You're under arrest. Two years later, I'm free! Damn! When I left, you was like, now you like, his hiding place is not what it used to be. Is this really a police station? Of course! Now, to get back to his rock, Pizza delivery for robbery, homicide. There's two kinds of people that get through that door. People wearing handcuffs, people wearing a badge. He'll need the ultimate disguise. I'm a detective. <laughs> I know the real reason that you're here. You're the new lead detective. Me? We're gonna be partners, and this seems like a marriage. It's more like a one-night stand. Wham, bam, thank you, officer. He's keeping the peace. Put your hands on the pavement. Miles, Tully. Protecting the innocent. We don't get that kind of training at the academy. Believe that. And taking the law. I'm a cop. Damn. Into his own hands. If my client gets so much as a scratch on him. You can't touch me. Ow. Detective. If he walks like it, how'd you get so good? Talks like it. You might want to buckle up. He's gotta be. I'm an officer of the law. Full of it. Just who the hell are you working for? I'm a federale. You're Mexican? I guess I can see it. Glasses. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Blue Streak. On the ground, they're just like other men. I'm not R2. I'm not R2. But in the air, they're like no one else. Charlie Sheen. Be careful out there. I'll be just fine. Lloyd Bridges. I had a better part of my bladder blown off the Guadalcanal. Carrie Elways. I came to get my chafing fish. Valeria Golino. And Saddam Hussein as himself. Hot shots. Rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, July 31st at theaters everywhere. Is that you acapella doing a Tool Time song? That's a great way to fucking That's transition what? back into our last segment. Live recording. Should have just been dropping that in out of the last 190 episodes of this thing we were doing or whatever. Probably. Yes. Would have been a lot easier for us than... Twice in an episode, just trying to transition into yeah. banter into something stupid out of yeah. cold nothing. That was that was dumb on our part. Never too late. Yeah, throwing, Dave, throwing some dumb theme music. That's a great fucking shortcut. It's uh, Dave Arquette's birthday too. Yeah. Uh, David Arquette. Yeah. I did, or does he have like a, a a little brother named Dave? I'm a, who's less a serious actor that I'm not familiar with. You're talking about David. David. Arquette, serious serious actor. Arquette. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Happy birthday to him. Yeah. 
What what did any insight into what he's doing for his birthday? Hanging out with his WCW heavyweight championship. Cool, man. Cool, yeah. man. That guy seems to have it all figured out. Uh, yeah. Post Hollywood movie career, getting bashed with light tubes and just doing some drugs. High school gymnasiums. Yeah. Oh God, he's uh, living a life that's about as low rent and pathetic as we are here. But uh, we've got a podcast yeah. to do. We're fucking persevering here. So let's get into How many Judgment podcasts Day. Does Arquette have two or three. So oh, he's shit. doing a lot better than us. That's my bad. Judgment Day is when we go out to the internet and see what you, the people, have to say about the film that we watched. I don't care about the people. I get some one ninja star reviews. I get some slide ninja star reviews. I try to make Matt care about what they fucking had no. to say about this fucking movie. That's the whole point of this thing. Let's yeah. see if we can sway him. I care about one me. One way or the other. A little bit about you. Oh, that's so sweet of you yeah. to say. Matt, this first one Ninja Star review comes to us from an IMDb user named Klingro. Who I like to think of as like maybe just like the crazier brother of Wayne Grow, the serial killer character from Heat, Michael Mann's Heat, maybe. Hmm. Klingro's got a lot of stuff hmm. in common with that character, maybe. Because this guy's got some opinions, man. He's got some fucking opinions. Mm. He's got a <clears throat> He's got a one-star review, and you got your head all the way up it. That's right. Uh, He says here, Why are really bad movies being portrayed as ironic, parody, intentional, etc.? A movie from the 80s has rubber monsters and stupid light effects because it was intended to be a parody? No. Because it was stupid. Wow. And because even if it was intended as a parody, I didn't have that feeling. And all I saw, well, 80%, couldn't last to the end. Shoot me. Was wow. a stupid, quote-unquote, movie. P.S. The guy from Midnight Caller is supposed to be Bruce Lee's lost son? Wow. P.P.S. Oh. Hmm. Ten lines of text is the limit to this content. Let's see then. I wanted to stop, but looks like I'll have to go on. So, Kurt Russell, what's wrong with him? Why can't he stop looking like a dumb truck driver? Yes, excellent choice for this movie. Except he drives the truck for 1% of its length and manages to bump it into all sorts of stuff. Whoa, okay. And why can't he refuse this sort of movies? Maybe because he's a bad actor. Wow. Who knows? Chinese black magic? Wow. I mean, wow. Hmm. Gods and hells, smoke and mirrors, ancient traditions, and of course, big straw hats and spinning knives. Green-eyed girls. Yeah. Yum, yum. Oh, my. Wait, that's a plus for the movie. We're not here for that, though. Oh. I'm only allowing my ISP to bill me more for making fun of stupid movies. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Chinese actors. Man, are they really in such a short supply? Are all Caucasian characters in movies made in China slash Taiwan slash Hong Kong being plaid by the same five Caucasian actors? Hmm? No. Then why do we see the same old five Asians in all movies involving karate, Chinese ghosts, swords, bright colors, Kobe Tai, oops, that was in parentheses, and flying people, or was that daggers? 
Yes. I don't care. Huh. Hollywood should be better and hire six, six Chinese wow. actors just to prove they really deserve the Oscars they hand out amongst themselves. Oh. Yes, I am aware there is an Oscar for foreign movies, but you're beyond the point. Oh, Matt. Okay. He didn't write your name, but oh, I knew he was oh. pointing that at you because rubber monsters, I rest my case. Okay. Now it's time to scream, objection, your honor. It was the 80s. Oh. Overruled. Whoa. The 80s don't have to be all about stupid movies. If you can't make a scary monster, don't bother coming to work if you're a director slash special effects guy or whatever. Slash Stan Winston. You have to do to get your name in the long name scroll at the end. Wow. The end. That's the end of his review, yeah. as you say in the end. That's one ninja star from IMDb user Klingro. That's nice. What do you have to say about that? He had a lot to say. Like, did he move you? You feel any movements inside of you? Feel my bowels moving about. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Could have been that McDonald's. Sounds though. like you're leaning a little bit higher than one ninja star for this movie then. Yeah. Maybe this second one ninja star review is okay. gonna be the one that's gonna sway you yeah. towards the dark side here. This, this is a one is ninja one. star from a letterbox user named Srock. S R O K Srock. Who says hmm. one time my boyfriend, Abvi now X, was going to the video store. And I asked him to rent me the Sorcerer's Apprentice. He came back and rented me this instead, saying, This movie is just the same, but better. I hated this movie. One Ninja Star from Letterboxd user Sirak. All that left me wanting was to know more about this ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Big he cage sounded fan. cool. Big cage guy. He sounded way cool. Rage in the cage with this guy. Fucking, yeah. and you dumped him. Give me a break, lady. Fuck. Yeah. Matt, I don't. I don't feel like you were moved by those one ninja star reviews. No. I feel like you're leaning much more towards the five ninja star reviews. Oh. So let's let's read a couple of them and see if what are uh, these fine folks? See if you agree with these people. I got uh, the first one Sound here. Like educated people. This is a five ninja me. star review from a letterbox user named Kyle Brooks. Yeah. Who I think tends to look at movies a little bit the same way we do. Okay. Which is why I picked this one out. All right. He says, <laughs> "What's old KB got to say?" Kurt Russell is built like a tank on the poster. 3% body fat, no question. Yeah. But the guy has some chub in the movie. Sure does. Still in full hunk mode, though. Absolutely. We certainly don't get enough leading men with a gut on them these days. All leading men today look like Kumail Nanjiani's jaw. And I just <laughs> think that's a shame. All Disappointed right. emoji. Five ninja stars from Letterboxd user... Kyle Brooks. He, he enjoys a man's man. Yeah. Old Kyle Brooks. Clearly he was uh, doing some lifting for this movie. He had some, but he still yeah. had a punch, old Kurt Russell. Yeah. He, he was down in the tank top, but he wasn't going to get into like, Let's not make I worked out with a Hollywood fucking steroid yeah. dealer for a six month thing. Like, come on. We didn't need it back in the 80s. Well, bulk in the arms. That's all you needed. This is an upper body business. I've been saying it for decades. And be a foot taller. Not going to stop drinking beer. Get off my back. Yeah, right? Matt, our final 
five ninja star review mm-hmm. it's from an esteemed critic mm-hmm. usually i like to go out to the people and like get the normal guy's yeah. opinion but yeah. this week we're gonna do a little left turn and mm-hmm. uh read a review from the official baby envelope critic Ooh. ivo cobra yeah. it's straight out of slovenia yeah. motherfucker named ivo cobra yeah fucks your wife because your wife is a big hoe that's right uh he says about this film matt yeah. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China is one of the best movies ever. Okay. A true classic action film from the 80s. True. After 20 years watching again this movie, it is still a classic sci-fi action film. All correct. Kurt Russell rocks. Also, there is theme music from Escape from New York, my favorite classic film that Kurt Russell and John Carpenter worked on it together. Yeah. Clever one-liners that will keep you rolling. This movie has it all. High kicks. Low kicks, True. laughs, ghouls, yeah. demons, girls, and much more. Oh. All factual. And did I mention Chinese black magic? <laughs> this movie will definitely engulf your living room in green flame and keep you asking for more. Mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China is amazing. Mm-hmm. Action, adventure, and comedy are all here. And the result is one of the best cult classic films of all time. The best. I must have seen this movie 50 plus times, and it never gets old. Jack Burton is the character that everyone would like to be just for a day. Maybe more. That's in parentheses. That's true. Driving around in the Pork Chop Express, beating up the bad guys, scoring with the ladies. It's all in the reflexes for old Jack Burton. Yep. This is one of the most entertaining movies of the 80s, possibly ever. Huh. I grew up watching this film. Hell yeah. See, now after 20 years of watching this film later, it is still my favorite awesome action film. Mainly because of Kurt Russell. The man can kick ass. Yes, he can. He has humor, charm, and can do a good things. A lot of good things. (laughs) He was so funny and hilarious in this film. Gosh! The film is wonderful, mm-hmm. and I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's actually my fourth best John Carpenter Kurt Russell film, and I just love those four movies so much. I love Big Trouble in Little China to death, and it was hard to get this film on Blu-ray. Is he putting this, is he putting this after Thing and maybe, both escape maybe, from people get that. movies, or is he doing maybe, maybe like we'll that Elvis movie from 79? It is one of John Carpenter's awesome adventures. Kurt Russell plays the egotistical Jack Burton extremely well, delivering the cheesy macho lines in a way they were intended. Okay. Beautifully filmed. The fight scene in the alley. This has been one of my favorites from Carpenter for a long time with Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., The Thing, Prince of Darkness, The Fog, and Vampires. Just a couple. It's gone down to like number seven. Special effects are great. Wonderful and outstanding. Yeah. It is favorite Kurt Russell's performance. Underrated gem of a movie. Yep. And one of the most quotable, too. True. I love how this all started because... Wang lost a drinking game to Jack. Mm-hmm. To this day, I haven't seen anything like that. Mm-mm. That's movie magic right there. Jack Burton should be in the top 10 movie characters ever. True. San Francisco. C.A. Jack Burton is possibly the greatest hero to ever walk the earth, at least in his own mind. Mm-hmm. The chemistry between Jack and Wang is so believable, you want to see more adventure between the duo. It's true. This movie has a lot of fun. Is enjoyable flick. It has imagination. 
great acting from all the actors. They all lightening us up with great performances. The action and adventures are super amazing. It is like you want to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. It has super fun characters in here and a cool, awesome monster. Okay. Big Trouble in Little China is 80s classic. I love everything that is in this film. I love the score, especially in the underworld. The battle in the alley when the three storms turn up is awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't see many films that transcend this many genres as well. I heard they are also planning to remake this film, Big Trouble in Little China 2016, with Drain- Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Why? Yeah. Only to get more money? Why are we making or rebooting this film when we already have a classic action film here? I agree. This film does not need any reboot or remake. Leave it alone the way it is. True. Gosh. Gosh is right. Big Trouble in Little China is a 1986 American action oh. film directed by John Carpenter. It stars Kurt Russell, yeah. Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn, and James Hung. The basic plot about this film is about Jack Burton, a simple man who doesn't believe in ghosts or magic until he's swept into a mind-boggling adventure deep within Chinatown's mysterious underworld. Burton's pal, Wang Chi, is trying to rescue his kidnapped fiancé. Egg Shen, an enigmatic tour bus director, seems to know a lot about ancient Chinese magic for a simple tour bus driver. Yeah. They do battle with an outlandish array of human and inhuman adversaries under the command of Lo Pan, a 2,000-year-old evil magician who has the power to transform himself from a wheelchair-bound old man into a seven-foot-tall mystical menace. It does involve black magic and mystical forces of darkness. Five Ninja Stars. Yeah. From Iva Cobra 8. The official film critic of Baby Will and Blow. Yeah. Man, how are you going to argue with that? I know you're going into your final bullet rating, this Ninja Star rating, your final fucking thoughts, just agreeing wholeheartedly. Nate, Quote, unquote, five Ninja Stars. You can't disagree because he's the official it. Baby Will and Blow film critic. He is Ivo Cobra, and I couldn't agree more. He's my favorite film critic of all time. I love his I film rem- criticism I love his film critics for all my life and my childhood. Childhood. And, yeah, like I've criticisms. read them all. He's the best. Starting in 1986, I wrote criticisms Cobra. on VHS, uh, also on Laserdisc. Nate, I love this movie. Oh wow! I love John Carpenter's. Oh wow! I love Kurt Russell's. I love all the shits in it. Uh, it's and, an and hour and 39 minutes. <clears throat> pretty it short. Makes pretty short. No sense, and it just keeps moving, and it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And before I even know mm-hmm. it. The movie's over, and I'm laughing, and I'm having a good time, and I forget about how I'm not having a bad time anymore. I'm just having a great time, and then the movie ends, and I'm not having a good time anymore, and it's like, you son of a bitch, come back. But that's wow. the mysticism of mm. Chinese black magic. They really you away, huh? Do you understand? Really swept you away. I know you're going to say, like, well, you can't go five. There's no boobies in it, but no, that's no, okay. Not, yeah. You got ghoulish, garish figures in this. Wow. You don't get that in other action movies, you know? So it gets passed. Yeah. You get spooky stuff. And you get scantily. Chuck Norris movie where he fights a Frankenstein. Yeah. You get scantily clad Asian women underwater, which is pretty good. Next to corpses. Close to boobies, you know? So that's good. Maybe maybe a corpse boob if you look close. But uh, it's all about what Kurt Russell does in this movie. Oh, wow. It's oh, wow. one of my favorite performances that he does next to Road Dog or mm. whatever that movie was called. <laughs> the Black Dog? Yeah. Somebody steals his woman uh, or something. A truck driver steals his lady. Pretty what, sure that was a Patrick was Swayze movie. movie. Yeah, it's all the same. Five ninja stars. Five ninja stars. Going full boat. Big Trouble in Little China. One of my favorites of all time. Wow. I know you're going to come at me and tell me that it does a bunch of things wrong. And wow. you're not wrong for saying that. Wow. But God dang it if I don't love this movie. 
Matt, you really fucking blew the lid off my head right there, giving yeah. us the full boat, Five Ninja Stars. Full. As you know, I am a gigantic John Carpenter fan. Yeah. I will name his Halloween as my number one horror movie of all time. Mm. I will name his The Thing as probably my number two horror movie of all time. Maybe three. Certainly in top five. He's certainly got a couple in the top five. Great fucking director. Love his scores. Mm -hmm. Every score is great. They always enhance his movie by quite a bit. This movie's crazy. It's entertaining. It's visually interesting. There's a lot of quotes that I love. Yeah. Kurt Russell turns Jack Burton into an iconic character uh, that I don't think any other actor could have really done with what was on the page here. He just nails it. However, I think this is a movie that's better caught in like uh, 10 to 20 minute intervals between commercials when it's playing on TBS Mm. than it is to watch it like all the way through because it doesn't really make sense as a narrative from scene to scene. (laughs) It just kind of becomes a slog of uh, exposition and dumb Chinese mystical bullshit over and over again. You got to like stop paying attention to what they're saying and just uh, turn your brain off and look at what's happening to have a good time because... God damn, the story is stupid, Matt. Well, Chinese mysticism never makes stupid. sense, Nate. No, of course it doesn't, which is why it was dumb to try and base an entire movie about it. But it struck me while I was watching this that there was a movie that sort of did this same script yeah. and uh, pulled it all together and, and made it make sense, which was The Big Lebowski. Yeah. There's another movie where just a bunch of dumb nonsense that didn't add up to anything uh, happened, but you had that one narrative thread throughout the whole thing that... Uh, Jeff Lebowski was just looking to get his rug back because all he cared about was his rug. Yeah. I thought a similar thing here. Jack Burton loses his truck, and he just wants his truck back. That's all I want. I think we needed to stick to that more and make that more the thing that held all these scenes together Mm -hmm. where he's just, he's our main viewpoint, and we're on a quest through him, and weird things keep happening, but all he cares is getting back to his truck. If we stuck to that more, this could have stuck together more as a real fucking movie and not just been a thing that's entertaining to, like, get blasted out of your mind and just watch for the visuals or just watch on cable for, like, 10, 20 minutes at a time. Like, uh... I don't think this movie makes a lot of sense, uh, stoned or sober, but I think it's entertaining to watch. I'm going to go three ninja stars, a much more modest three ninja it's a stars. Light. I think you meant it's, three and a half. It's, it's middle of the road, maybe not lower because Carpenter's later shit is shit, but middle of the road John Carpenter, in my opinion. Well, so, so where I am on this. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. This yeah. week during Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, now we've got some negotiating to do. It's oh. time to come to the table. Ooh. We've got a few more comedy films to do yeah. this month, but something's got to get the X because we've had some scheduling Man. mishaps. Uh, it's time to decide what we're getting rid of. Ooh. I'm coming to the Shit. table hardcore. I want to end this month with a Sheen Brothers back-to-back for sure. Okay. Which means uh, we are planning on going into Police Academy yeah. next week. But I know you're a big booster for Martin Lawrence and Blue Streak. Got the hot pizzas. There's a lot of a lot of things we could talk about when it comes to talking <sighs> about a comedy from so early in the '80s, like Police Academy. A lot right. of discussion points. Right. But does your love of Blue Streak knock that up enough to where you're gonna say? We're skipping Police Academy. We're going straight to Marty Lawrence. Is Luke Wilson playing Luke Wilson in Police Academy? I don't believe that he is, Matt. 
Oh, you know. My in. It's looking like. My in. Big. Looks like we're coming back next week. We're skipping Police Academy. Maybe another day, another uh, action comedy month. There's plenty of time for more of those. We could just do a Police Academy one, month. Volume 2, Volume 4, Volume 6. You know? Citizens on Patrol. Right. All right. Fucking it's established then. Next week we're coming back. Um, that's some some point in the week. I don't know sure. which day it's going to be. You'll Fucking find our out. schedule's erratic. Yeah. We're no longer an every Wednesday podcast. We're a whenever the fuck it comes out podcast. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about Martin Lawrence, Luke Wilson, Blue Streak, fucking get your ass ready, drop your top, kiss yeah. your ass goodbye is what you're going to do. Find out what day this episode is just going to drop and give you all sorts of excitement in your otherwise Monday. boring life. You I know? assume it's Monday. Oh, shit. Hey, either way, it's Baby Oil and Blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. And every new town just seems to bring you down. Trying to find peace of mind. Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail.